What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of Automats Podcast. This episode, I'm welcoming back returning guest Adam Russman. I had Adam on previously discussing law enforcement and self-defense in Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. This time, I'm having Adam on so that way we can kind of pick up where we left off. But this time, we're going to discuss how the state of Michigan has proposed a bill where all the cops have to have Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu blue belts. So we're going to go into that conversation just a little bit and then also discuss nerd culture, um, Jeff Bezos, uh, tractors, acres of land, you know, shenanigans, balling out of control. So otherwise, go ahead, get buckled in, relax, and thanks for coming. Welcome to the show. Perfect. However, it works. All right, we're good to go. We're live right now. You What's like going little, on? Like my little avatar there. Oh, nice. Little purple nice. spaceman. No big deal. Every, t- every time you talk, it it throbs. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh. it has that little that little warm warm warm. There you go. Kind of uh, suggestive. <laughs> um. All right. Uh, well, the wife's been out of town for a week, so I've been a little little lonely. <laughs> You know, <laughs> you want to come out to the country? <laughs> hey, and my wife is going to something for work, and they invited her and her and my daughter out. And I was like, "Look, man, we've been watching a lot of wild movies lately. Mm-hmm. I just I feel a certain kind of way about that. I don't. My wife's not trained if, if shit goes down and she's got to fight for her life out there in the woods. So yeah, man, I'm not trained for it either. But at the very least, I've seen the movie enough. I know what to do. I'm black. I'm going to run and fast. I got fast twitch muscles. <laughs> um, there you go, man. Don't look right. back. <laughs> See, that should be the, the, the sequel to get out. <laughs> Don't look back. You, you know, it's funny. I was watching this video yesterday about that movie. And uh, I, I think they were talking about like white privilege or something. And, you know, at the end of the movie when he's getting away and then like the siren comes, like the light, flashes the cop flashes like that was a scary and everybody's like that was the scariest pe- part of the movie for black people and i was like was it like, <laughs> mm, i don't know <laughs> i, I kind of feel like they're the soul stealing <laughs> yeah it's like they're swapping brains like mm-mm, mm-mm, yeah, yeah nobody like that like the realization that hey wait a minute this chick that i've been banging and now like they, they're about to switch my brain out with i guess her dad or no, no, no. There's the bit there. There was the auction. Um, dude from Office Space won them. Yeah. So no, nah, that's scary. That's the scariest part. It's like, hold up. When you discover that that shit's about to go down, nah, man. I gotta yeah. go. Yeah. Yeah. Not, not, not cool. <sighs> Which, just for the record, Sarah hates that movie. <laughs> 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 she hates it with a passion. I was like, wow, really? That- Spe- speaking of movies that I hate, oh, that's not a movie. Did you Did you watch the new um? The, the new What If Marvels. I just watched I the, the I second episode. I didn't see the second episode yet. But the I, first episode, I got to tell you, I'm not feeling. So the first episode was a little off-putting. I enjoyed it, but I still felt dissatisfied yeah. um, with some parts. The second episode was really good. It 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 played off. Like, I'm big into 
with like parallel worlds and alternate realities. Yeah, and yeah, me too. I, I love all that and the ideal of w- w- what if. Mm-hmm. So that that whole play, especially in the second episode, it, it just it opened up so many different thoughts because you hear one thing, you're like, "Well, I want to know what happened there," and then they do kind of tell you a little of something, and then there's just other just, they're just pieces that go together that I don't want to say anything to spoil. I only want to say who it's about, but it's it was really good. It was it was well done. After it ended, I told so I was like, I honestly would rather just have a full season of the second episode because oh really it was the, the, the first one was too. Uh, it was campy in a, in a unmarvel campy way. I can't put my finger on it, mm. but it just I don't know, man. <clears throat> I just was like, this is dumb. And I and I, I love anime. Like I I watch anime with my kid. Dude, my my youngest daughter now is learning how to speak Japanese because you know because she wants she wants to only do the uh, subs and not the dubs. Apparently, oh, wow. I'm trash because I, I you know I'm I'm old and have to have the the dub voices. No, I'm I'm um, all for dubs. Yeah, I can't do, I, dude. I can't watch this and look at my phone at the same time. You know, I, yeah. I need I need to hear what they're saying. Yeah, anyway, she's yeah. she's like she's learning. She got some app and she's been like learning Japanese, which is fucking nuts. So Dude, maybe that wouldn't be all right after all. <laughs> um, what do you think of Black it? Widow? Um, <laughs> I didn't hate it. I just it it was four years too late. Um, it, it was a fun action movie. I would just if that would have come in the way that it was all laid out. If that would have come out after Civil War, and then even with the post credit being what it was, that would have just put marvel on its head it would have put the fans on their head on their asses were like oh shit like wait a minute she's dead and like having not seen anything yet to you know know where how oh, it gets oh yeah that's a good point so i would have loved it if that movie had mm-hmm. come out earlier and then they drop those things in there mm-hmm. versus you know i feel like them doing this movie is kind of one of those you know, you, you've got enough people complaining and saying they want a movie. All right, I guess we owe it to you. We'll go ahead and give you this movie. And it wasn't a bad movie. It just wasn't. It doesn't fit. It just has no real place. None. I mean, I could be wrong. The stories might carry on, continue somewhere. I mean, we obviously know that it will, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean we have the, the multiverse now, so they can always do something else with her if they wanted to. I just felt like, you know what? <clears throat> You know, giant green rage monsters, you know, suits of armor, nanotechnology, you know, magic hammers and shit like that. Mm-hmm. I don't have an issue with that. But for some reason, like that movie was supposed to be kind of more grounded in reality. Mm-hmm. And it, it just went it went too far. It was it was, as we said back in the day, it just went too raff. Yep. Um, um, and I was like, does anybody feel like this is just too much? Like the, the, the car chase was too much. The fights were too much. The explosions were too much. Falling out of the sky was too much. You yeah. know, the, the, sky, the skydiving fight was just all too much. And I'm just like, I mean, I get it that she's a badass, bro. Like, I'm, I'm with you. And I even liked, like, the comic book version when she's kind of like a super soldier in her own right. Mm-hmm. But I just, I got, I got, it, it was, it, it was sensory overload. And I just, I was kind of, I was kind of off. I don't know. Yeah. There, there are things about it that just didn't feel right. You know, like, j- just little things, though, that, if you're watching the Fast and the Furious movies, this falls right in place. And it feels like, okay, this is right. But I'm watching a Marvel movie where, yes, we, you know, suspend disbelief, but there's some things where it's just like, okay, 
Yeah. We, yeah. We're fine with a giant purple monster with, you know, stones from really the universe. Are. Oh, I'm sorry. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, 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 you know, we're fine with all the, the fuckery, but, you know, but then when it gets to certain things, it was like this movie should be grounded in some sense of reality. Yeah. And the one, the little triggering thing that got me was when she was, um, they, they were breaking Red Guardian out of prison. And I think, was it, she reached down and grabbed him. And oh, she's yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. it's like, you're not that, unless it's established that she's got super soldier serum in her. Yeah, her, her arm's coming out of socket. Yeah, for sure. Correct. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That's what triggered me. Like, uh, see, th- this is where I'm a, I'm a bad person. You know, this is like, listen, man, I've got three daughters. I'm all about like, and I, and I've, I've had a couple of females that, that were like, bad badass good fighters i mean like you know but they weren't 120 pound women you know what i'm saying correct they were like 170 and almost six feet tall and Mm -hmm. like i I get like i i get so tired of seeing like like this 90 pound woman like throwing the 300 pounds like the physics aren't there i just i don't know man you probably get more aggravated about like my big thing is like you know, when I'm watching a show and like somebody's got like poor like trigger, con- you know, trigger control or, or yes. you know, you know, you know, flagging the, the weapon around the corner or something stupid. But mm-hmm. I mean, it, it's just I'm like, oh, God, this is so fucking dumb. Um, the, what know. always gets me is and, and this kind of goes back to just females in my life because I want everyone learning some sort of self-defense, whether it be jujitsu, crowd maga, I don't care. Learn yeah, 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 for sure. how to at least defend yourself. You know, and I have friends that are like, well, I'm scrappy. I'm tough. And it's like, look, I train with a woman who's 145 pounds. She's trained. And inside the rule set, she beats the shit out of me every single time. Uh, I have a hard time. Yeah. And this is and a training woman. She couldn't choke you. Like, she could probably choke you. you know yes. Yes, yeah. it's like yeah. if she, you know, basically, if we're now within the parameters of I'm trying to survive, we're both trying to survive. I'm putting my money on me, and again, this is a trained woman who, you know, knows what to do. Now you take that ideal and switch it to someone who's untrained. They're like, "Well, I'm scrappy, and I see red." Okay, I'm scrappy, and I see red. <laughs> it's like, and and the thing is, for anyone listening, that's not, um, you know, I'm. I'm not saying, you know, that, you know, women can't fight. They can't defend themselves. No, I'm saying the ones who with no training just think like, well, I'm tough and I can do this. Good. I'm glad you're confident in yourself. And yeah, I, uh, yeah. I have all that confidence. But let's get into realism. And the fact is, if you're going against a dude trained or untrained, you're, you're not that scrappiness can be nullified very quickly. I, I hear that a lot with people who are like with like when I'm talking like dog, like bite dogs and shit like that. And like, mm-hmm. oh, I'd fuck up a dog. Dude, I just saw this video where this guy jumps over a fence and this beagle and you know, beagle's probably 25 pounds or whatever latches onto the, the guy's arm and the guy can't get him off. Right. Mm-hmm. Really good bite. And there's a second beagle that's not, that's not biting. And the guy's like kicking the beagle and he's whatever. And, and you know, punching it. And like, then then he falls down. And he starts to like, exhaust himself, and his buddy's like trying to throw buckets of water on the dog. And then at one point in time, the beagle gets a bite on in the inside of his thigh. And the guy, the guy is fighting this dog and fighting this dog, and the dog's not ripping or tearing; he's just holding on. And I mean, it must go on for three or four minutes, and the guy is his gas tank is empty. 
empty. Like, it's done. And like, I wish I, I was on Facebook or something. It was like, this guy had the, made the wrong choice or the worst day in this guy's life. But this is how I was fucking him up, you know, just and 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 probably not shredding him, just just holding on to him. And the guy just couldn't couldn't get the dog to let go. But it's like now, imagine that, like a ninety pound dog, you know, mm-hmm. like you're not you're not getting out of that. But I don't I don't care how badass or big forearms when like there's enough pressure to make your fucking forearm break. Um, yeah. And and I've, I hear similar stuff like you just can't you can't beat physics sometimes, you know. No. Absolutely. And, no. and, to, and just for clarification, also, even though I was using the females as an example there, there are dudes that feel that same way, too. It's like, oh, yeah. well, I'm scrappy. I, my, my, my mentality won't let me lose. Like, you know, people just in general, you know, there's this false realization or this false ideal um, of, you know, how tough we really are until the situation hits. And honestly, a lot of that, though, goes to fight or flight as well. Yeah. And, I, and I'll say this too: nobody, nobody in this country. Uh, I mean, the vast, vast majority are tough anymore. We're all fucking soft mm-hmm. as fucking goddamn marshmallow. It's yes. it, we're it's fucking we're garbage. And, yeah. I, and I hate to make those general statements, but people are so. I mean, they're so fragile. Um, yeah. I don't know. You know, you, you yell at somebody the, the wrong way, and they're they're gonna call out sick the next day. They're so fragile. <laughs> I mean, and dude, like, listen, that that didn't. That includes. I'm, I'm including myself on that on some level. I'm much more. I, I guarantee you, I'm much more fragile than my forebearers. You know, maybe not my biological dad. He's probably not. He's he's softer <laughs> than me. But like my grandfather. Oh fuck, that guy was tough as nails, bro. You know? Yeah, yeah. It's a different. I mean, my uncles. They they were just different breeds of human. It just seeing what they've been through. Seeing what. They, so like they. I'm from Detroit, but I didn't grow up in detroit i grew up yeah. in columbia they grew up in detroit and they saw it all and for me it's like i can speak to some stories from there but you know it's it's i'm coming up on 30 years being here in maryland yeah you know so for me to say you know oh i'm from detroit like yeah i was born there i spent time there as a kid uh you know i lived in flint but my uncle's they know the whole different side of Detroit, you know, and my uncles, you know, they're, you know, the ones that have survived, they're all sweet guys, very nice, very, very uh, gentle, you know, guys. But, you know, I told a story on um, one of my other podcasts about the time my uncle beat up his boss. (laughs) It's like, you know, that's, that's not, that's not, that's not people today. That's not (laughs) us today. Like, Like that's like my uncle, what he's 15 years older than me. I mean, I don't remember what the altercation was over, but no, he beat the shot of his boss. So like, yeah, my grandfather, he, um, so he, he was the first generation. His, his father was from Portugal. He was, he was actually an indentured servant that came over and basically the whole, they're from the Azores. It's like, a, it's an island off the coast of Portugal, like a fishing community. Basically the whole goddamn island moved over. So like people, like neighbors who were over there in the old country, like were neighbors in Massachusetts and whatnot. And so my grandfather's telling me the story, like, you know, kind of like how rough his life was back in the day. And as soon as he could, he like joined the Navy to get the fuck out of there. Like, you know, he came home, if he came home dirty, like the old man was beating the family. You know what I mean? That like, he's a, he was a rough dude. And he told me this wild fucking story about some, like, I guess it was like a pedophile or something, like sexually assaulted some kids in the town. I, I, like, keep in mind, this is like 1940, like 1945. And like the town fucking killed this guy. Like they fucking, like disappeared his body into the woods i'm like what and like he told me this he, he died like like maybe two years ago he told me this like maybe a year before he died 
And I don't know where it came up. It's like, yeah, we had a situation, you know, when I was growing up and like, and like, yeah, we, they got rid of them. I'm like, what do you mean they got rid of them? Like, you just went into the woods and didn't come back. I'm like, did they fucking like this town like murdered this guy? <laughs> like that was like some normal shit back man, in the day. Like, holy times. fuck. Jesus Christ. Yeah, man. Anyway. Diff- different times, man. It's like now, you know, it's handled differently. See, he was born in 1928. So this might have been like 1938. Because I think you told me he was like 10 years old or some shit like that. Yeesh. I mean, but hey, you know. That that's just like like we said, like people today are a lot softer than than people like men and women and children. Yeah. <laughs> you now, know? I don't think we need to go back to that world. I think we're good where we're at. We need to find that nice balance. You know what that, I mean? That that's what I always say. There's a middle ground that yeah, we yeah, all yeah. need to find where we don't need to be, you know, super, you know, super soft on everything now. But we do have to, you know, have some backbone, but we don't have to be the sternness of the stern. Yeah. But we have to stand our ground. I think there's some there's some need for for conflict, for physical and, you know, uh, you know, physical endurance or or that, that that feeds a need that feeds like a primal need that's that's in us. And like if we don't if we don't answer the mail to that animal, whatever that animal is in us, then it can lead to a bad spot. But then we also got to got to work out this, you know, this piece of ourselves that's a rational creature and uses reason and yeah and logic and communicates and stuff like that you gotta balance out that i call it the evil monkey part you know because we all <laughs> we all have that evil monkey in us someplace like remember like uh what is it um 2001 when the monkeys are like killing each other in the model that comes you ever seen that movie no uh, no i don't well, think I... so it's you, you need it's, it's been on it's a, stanley, it's a stanley kubrick film i think mm-hmm. yeah 2001 space odyssey yep, yep so the very beginning for those of you who haven't watched this old ass fucking movie like there's like these they're not they're not chimps but they're like they're like proto humans right and they're fighting with these other humans and then one like picks up like a like a bone or something and they go and beat this other tribe and they just beat the fuck out of these and the next day they wake up there's like a monolith there like this alien civilization and but it's marking them using technology you know because they use the they use the the bones to to kill the other monkeys but it's just a funny scene because of course it's all like you know people in these fucking stupid ass looking costumes i mean i guess by today's standards but they're just like going crazy just like flailing arms and shit so i don't know how we got on talking about stanley kubrick's <laughs> evil monkeys but, yeah, uh, actually, every time I, I speak with you, I always come. I come away with something that I got to go watch or read now. <laughs> what so, was your homework last time? Do you remember? Uh, A Brave New World. And oh, did Farm. you read it? So I have one audio book. I started them. I got what? Well, at least um, Brave New World. I started Animal Farm. I was actually just flipping through my audible the other day. I was like, oh, shit, I got to get back to these. Animal Farm is short as fuck, though. You can you can knock that out like in, in a day and a half. Yeah, I probably should have started with that. For, well, a lot of a lot of these auto, audio books that I pick up, I, I try to, because I think about podcasts I listen to, usually about three hours long. So when I look for audio books, I'm looking in that same window, like three hours to, you know, 10 hours in that window, because that's a week for me. Um, yeah. Just kind of run around work. So. But you know, I'm you know, I'm aware of 2001 Space Odyssey. I've always seen like clips. I just I don't believe I've ever actually sat down and watched it. But you know, it's, it's on the list now. So next time we talk, I'll give you a book report. <laughs> um, so, but you know, that that kind of you know all kind of brings us to the point right here, though. You know, as we're talking about you know society and people and softness and and you know find a middle ground. Uh, you know, big part of 
having you on this episode was really to discuss the state of Michigan and their requirements for their police officers to have a, I don't know if it's been fully passed, yeah, but I, I know it, it was proposed. Yeah, it's proposed and voting. And we talked, I think we talked a little bit about this last time. Um, mm-hmm. I think Joe Rogan brought this up and we're, I want to circle back to Joe Rogan. Do you listen to that episode with uh, the Korean lady from North Korea? Absolutely. Oh my God. We don't talk Yo. about that right now, but, but uh, yeah. So um, your home state, man, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's kind of funny. You need to go back there and be the, the Brazilian <laughs> jiu-jitsu uh, trainer or some shit. Uh, Don't yeah. do that. You know, Maryland's <laughs> awesome. Um, <laughs> you know, like I think like I said before, I'm, I'm interested, I'm interested to see somebody try something like that. Hmm. Um, I mean, I think it'll be, I think it'll be good. I just, I, you know, being a, you know, like a supervisor and in like, like a, and, and like I'm in like the commander level where I'm I'm looking at manpower and training and and budget mm-hmm. and stuff like that. I just like it it it's a good idea, but it's one of those things where like you start pulling the strings. Like how are they, how are they going to facilitate that? Like that. Yeah. Like I I don't you know I don't know if if they can. I mean you'd have to you'd have to almost rebuild policing. You know, like mm-hmm. like hire people that already have some initial training. Um, the fitness requirements, I think, would be a much, much higher. And mm-hmm. you got to look at liability insurance, people hurting themselves in training. And uh, and how, how would that affect the laws, you know? Yes. So, so Marietta, Georgia has mm-hmm. something in place already. They've been doing this for a couple of years, from what I understand. Yeah. So I don't believe they have a belt rank attached to it because this one's a blue belt or a purple belt right so for michigan they said blue belt now the problem with that is you know blue belt you don't just walk in and grab a blue belt in six months some people can there there have been people who walked in got the blue belt very very quickly but the average person coming off the streets or you know anyone really blue belt you're looking at least a year at least yeah um, you know, if not, if not a year and a half to two. So let me set a stage for you. Right. Mm-hmm. So let's take, let's take a guy like, like, like me. All right. So mm-hmm. I've done some form of martial arts for the majority of my childhood and up to my early twenties. I'm in relatively good shape. You know, um, I've done some defensive tactics and everything. How long would it take me and how, how many hours per day per week or whatever would I need to get to that level? So for you with your background already in martial arts, because I think that's huge, just having that mindset mm-hmm. and understanding, you know, kind of that ladder climb and, and, and the determination to get to the next level and the understanding that that plays heavily in cutting down your time to, you know, getting your blue belt and um, just that understanding. Now, as far as time per week, I know for Michigan, they're talking about, um, or it might be the Marietta, Georgia, you know, one hour per week, which I just don't think is realistic. I think, yeah. you know, using you as the example, I would say at least, you know, three hours at least per yeah. week. You know, that could be Monday, Wednesday, Friday, you know. And and even even when you do it, I mean, I, I would assume you do more than an hour class or if you look up like warming up and cooling down and, you know, mm-hmm. getting there and getting all your shit ready or whatever, you know, it's, you're, you're looking at at least 90 minutes. You know what I mean? So, yeah, for like 
competition classes, I know a lot of them go 90 minutes because you're doing your warm up. You go through your uh, technique and you drill that for a half hour in itself, yeah. you know, half hour, 45 minutes, and then you spend the last half hour sparring. So in this regard, as far as uh, training law enforcement, I think you can kind of shave that and still stick with the hour. Yeah. I would, I would think, because, you know, the big thing is really, you know, kind of ironing out your technique and just drilling those techniques over and over and over and over. Now, again, it's going to be different because you're not really looking at, you know, like us, you know, you know, we have competition training. So, you know, we're looking at, you know, if, if we're having to fight from bottom, throwing up a triangle or omoplata or, you know, just, you know, starting from, you know, bizarre positions like worm guard or something. Mm -hmm. But for police officers, I think a big component there is going to be control. Yeah. And, and, you know, not so much submissions as far as like stopping somebody, but really just, you know, control points and knowing like, look, if you do have to put somebody out, you know, or put them down, not out necessarily, but, you know, you can get mount and hold them in place. You can get their back and hold them in place. You can get fat boy mount and hold them in place without hurting anyone. You know, you but, can get a, we, already, we already kind of do that. In most, most schools, I mean, most schools, most academies are, you're doing defensive tactics anyway. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, so I, I wonder how, I wonder if they're just, are, are they making that equivalent, you know? And I just did some quick math, right. And just, yeah. a, just a point of reference. So I would, I would estimate just the, overtime payment um if, if you're paying somebody time and a half or if you're paying somebody just straight time it would be eight to twelve thousand dollars a year per officer that's just the time Sheesh. that they're working right mm -hmm. that doesn't include what you know the equipments any insurance any trainers the training department their salaries to be there the facilities you know the rent the space or whatever else so i mean if you if you if you talk about like like right 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 around here we have like where I live, there's some pretty small like departments, right? And let's say that, you know, I'm right, I'm right on the, I'm in Maryland still, but like Pennsylvania is like 15 minutes away. Right. Mm -hmm. So I know some guys that, that worked up there and they have a department of like, you know, maybe nine or 10 officers. Right. So, I mean, that's $120,000, you know, worth of training to put on, on a department that like a small department. That's like, that's fucking crazy. You know, and, and and they're probably not making as much as your your average officer. I mean, you go to you go to sure. some of these places, like you know, if you're a cop in New York City, you're a cop down in DC, you're making some pretty good money. Yeah, you know, yeah. those guys are making pretty good money. So um, there are program. Well, there is a program called Adopt a Cop that works with several gyms. Uh, one in Frederick, uh, I think it's a uh, Bauerhouse. Okay, yeah, I'm familiar um, with those guys. They're they, in the fair. They're in the fairgrounds, I think. So, um, yeah, yeah. Um, so, you know, through the adopt a cop program, basically, you know, cop gets free jujitsu training. So, hmm. you know, there is that availability, you know, I don't believe, I'm not sure who all, you know, what, um, academies are affiliated and work with it, but I know, um, that specific location cause I followed them on Instagram and, and, um, you know, kind of just keep tabs on, on like really great facility, great training down there. So, you know, something like that, you know, becomes a factor yeah, um, or an available factor. But I mean, still as a program, a, a, as a department, you know, th there's still a lot more, you know, uh, ground to cover. Yeah. So, 
you know, and, and it would be nice if more gems kind of took that. that yeah, that's actually pretty cool. That's pretty cool. But I, that's a that's a lot of free. Uh, yeah. Too. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and my my other my other thing would be like anytime you get a new tool, right? You got to balance it out with with how familiar you are and and to use that as a as for example, you know, when people started getting the tasers, they were fucking tasing everybody. <laughs> Everybody's getting fucking tased up in here. You know what I mean? So, uh, <laughs> hey, I, I had a taser and it crossed my mind. I was like, that should just go play with this. <laughs> it's not fun. It's not a fun experience getting tased. Um, so, you know, I, I would wonder how, because I think, like, I, I think the most important thing. There's a couple of things. I mean, we talked about this before. The, one of the big thing I think is like a, it needs to be a culture. Needs to be a cultural shift. And we were just talking about like um, uh, get out before we started recording, right? Or was that yeah. during the recording? And like you know, people being scared of the police. You yeah. know, like that. Like that stuff needs to change. Um, you know, police being made more professional. And you know, we have this stuff called we have this thing called verbal judo. We don't yes. call it verbal judo anymore because the guy who owned that, like, you know, copyrighted that, I think sued, sued, our, sued our academy, mm. you know, so we got to call it something else. I can't, oh. I can't remember what we call it. We still call it verbal judo. I mean, you know, he, he invented it. You know, that's, you know, the concept, mm-hmm. I guess. There's a couple words, just, you know, just feel like there's two words. Yeah, don't, Relax, be, don't, don't get me on copyright law in general. That shit's fucking goddamn Mickey Mouse, man. It's all Mickey Mouse's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> But, you know, like, I, I would wonder now if we get all these fucking meatheads out there, you know, fucking rolling all the time and they love it, if that's just going to be the go-to thing. Like, I'm going to choke the fucking shit out of this motherfucker. You know, say one more thing and I'll just choke you out, you know? Yeah. Um, and so that 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 would concern me as well. Like, how do we balance that out? Um, yeah, I so. got you. Well, there's also just ideal, too, because like I was saying, you know, in, in the sense of being an officer and I don't know because I've not been a police officer and just looking at what you would have to do in a field. If someone's getting belligerent and you got to restrain them. Yeah. Like you said, you've already kind of go over things like that. I think with this is kind of fine tuning and just giving some other alternatives. I don't think it's a bad idea to, you know, to try to push this, but it's just so much that has to be, you know, mapped out properly. I don't, I don't know, man. Like in, in, you know, I, I've always, I, we've talked about it before. I've always loved martial arts and it's, it, but it's always been like the discipline thing for me, the respect it's, it's made me very, very disciplined, you know? Sure. But like, I've never been in a mindset where I'm going to use this. It, it's not, a, I'm not using this for like, a, for killing. You know what I mean? Like I've never, yeah. I've never, you know, been in a place where like, I've got to, you know, I got to stop this person from killing me or, or, you know, like, and even when we do what we do, we know that we're, we're role playing, you know, we are, I mean, and, and it's not, and it's not the saying that we're not really getting, you know, starting to see the stars and blacking out for something when somebody kind of gets you, because I've been choked out a fucking dozen times um, or, uh, or even getting injured. I mean, it's serious or like, even like when you're competing with somebody like, you know, fucking hating that guy because he he fucking cheap shotted you and you want to get him back you know what i mean but at the end of the day you're gonna you know treat each other like human beings and and you know open the door for one another you know just you know still be cordial yeah and and like i do i am concerned too when you 
anytime you, you use some of these tactics and the more aggressive they are, the more proficient they get, I mean, could you cause, could you cause more damage? You know? Um, yeah. Yeah. That, that's another, that's another interesting part. Cause I, cause I got a buddy of mine, like he, he was medically retired. He's fu- he's fucked up. But, uh, you know, one of the last calls he had, they showed his partner showed up to the scene and him and a suspect, uh, you know, I think the guy was a murder suspect. They were both unresponsive and they were both like kind of got each other's hands wrapped around each other's neck. And my buddy was unconscious, but survived. The other guy was dead. He like choked the guy to death. Um, and, uh, yeah, that still fucks with him. But I mean, it's, it's like, you never know, you know, I, I, I just, we always got to, any, anytime you, there's one, you, you do one thing, you got to wait for the other shoe to drop, you know? So I, I would be, I would be curious of how that would happen. So I, I'm wondering if, and I'm sure, you know, again, with them, you know, proposing this bill up in Michigan, you know, they're trying to, I hope they're trying to do as much research as possible. And, you know, even reaching out to uh, the departments in Marietta, Georgia, to kind of get some insight as to, you know, how they're approaching it, what they're doing. But also another thing, and I believe you brought this up last time we spoke, is who do you get to do this? You know, yeah, is this yeah. because not everyone teaches jujitsu the same. Yeah. So you, you know, you take a gym like, you know, or, or Henry Gracie is kind of um, the big name out there right now, as far as uh, coming up with a system of jujitsu uh, specifically for law enforcement. And, you know, you take someone like that. Yeah. You know, do you then have him kind of roll out the goons? Well, and dude, I have the answer for you. Hmm. Who you hire? Fucking Nicholas Cage, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to actually watch his, his jujitsu movie, and I'm going to do a um, a a um, we're going to record while watching this and see how that goes. Because my wife, she she can't stop laughing every time she sees it. When we scroll through the TV, she giggles, and I'm like, "Don't, don't get me started." But yeah, you know, getting in yeah. cage. I mean, he was in Con Air. He survived. Yeah, man. he was. He was in the Rock. So I wonder how. I, it's funny. I just put in Marietta, Georgia, and then police. And the first thing that came up was police jujitsu. Well, that's also probably because my phone is listening to see jujitsu a thousand of, times. Of course. Yep. <laughs> so. Um. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Who? I'll, and I'll tell you, this seems like a national thing. It'll be like some some you know government contractor that'll throw together a program real quick and and mm-hmm. get it out there and make a bazillion dollars off of it and yep. it'll probably be fucking hot garbage. It'll be um, watered down and and just you know that's that's a fear I know have come that I've heard people kind of talk about just with the idea of jujitsu going into the Olympics. People are like, well, if it goes to the Olympics, it'll get ruined. It'll get watered down. Da, da, da. And, you know, I think some people feel that way with, you know, if they kind of fast track and push something like this out into law enforcement. And the thing is, jujitsu is still jujitsu. Yeah. It's, we're going to still have our sports. It's just, you know, putting, putting the sport now, into practice in places where it could be beneficial to many others. It's just now a matter of making sure that it's not watered down, making sure that it's not just kind of glossed over. You know, you don't want to, you know, when I got my blue belt, I think it took me three or four years to do it. 
Um, and, you know, granted, my training was on and off, so I wasn't consistent. But even with that, it wasn't just like they gave me a blue belt. You know, even yeah. when I when I posted it, people were telling me, it was like, dude, you know, getting a blue belt from Danny Ives isn't an easy thing. You know, mm. like you got to you, you earn that blue belt. So, you know, then it makes you wonder if Michigan's like, hey, you got to have a blue belt. Well, what's the requirement for a blue belt? You know, do they put specific requirements? So, so Mariana is describing the role in their training. They're also having the verbal de-escalization. Uh, de I can't mm. talk to that. Um, so that's that verbal judo type of stuff, de-escalate. And also they're moving to reduce strike-based combat and incorporating more grappling-based techniques. So that's interesting as well. So I wonder if they're going to move away from like using the aspaton and stuff like that. Um, so the, uh, the the cadets are required to attend at least one BJJ class per week until they achieve a solo status on the road, which amounts to about five months of jiu-jitsu training. God damn, they're only their cadets for only five months. That's crazy. Until they're solo? Holy shit. It's like almost a year for my guys. While this training does not replace the existing training method, it will give our officers additional options they can use. So I would like to see their, their uh, less than lethal and their... Um, defensive tactics curriculum i'd be interested to see that so and, and that's yeah i'd be curious to know just what exactly goes on with that because you know it, it if it's working down there you know that's on a smaller scale yeah just you know how, how can we expand that to the next city over the next town over from there next town over from there then to the next state and so forth kind of growing it versus just dropping it all at once you know on a state or a nation and, and saying all right we got to do this and we got it because it looks like the proposed bill for michigan they want everyone to have a blue belt by january 1st of 2023 hmm. so well, I, I would like you know what i would like to see and like looking at this and in reading i mean so when i have i mean it's been shh, you know, 2003 2004 2003 since i was in the academy and we had our defensive tactics and, and it's pretty much staking. And we do it every year. Every year we, we go to a, we have a mat room that we do all of our defensive tactics and it, it isn't as intensive as, you know, it was back in the day. I mean, back in the day we were doing it all the time in the Academy, but basically it was just, it was just, it was Brazilian jiu-jitsu techniques that we get to some play, somebody in a position where we can put handcuffs on them. Yeah. That's basically, you know, trying to you know there, there wasn't so it was kind of a modified thing and that's i think that's kind of the best like the blending of everything like all those tools so i don't know man um i mean i, I do I, I would say this too if you did have people practicing all the time again it would be the stress reliever they would be working out so they'd be better conditioned if you can if you can pay for them to go I know, you know, through the schools or whatever, either for free or the, or the, or the or their agency paying for them. Mm -hmm. um, that would be, that would be cool because uh, it would give them more, you know, more tools on their tool belt. Um, and then also if, if you're working out all the time and doing BJJ, you usually get in a little bit better shape. I don't know people who start working martial arts to get like in worse shape, you know, physically. <laughs> right. 
the for the most part, yeah. For everyone, the most part, yeah. Everyone that I see come through the doors, they come in looking one way, and once they start really, really like grinding, yeah, you can see yeah. that body change. Then there's me. Um, <laughs> as I started training <laughs> more, one, one data point. <laughs> you were like, "Fuck, these cupcakes look good." <laughs> yeah, it's like, yo, dude, I haven't seen a pastry I don't love. So it's like I'll burn this off in jujitsu. Um, but, but like exactly, the, like the number one reason. You know, if an officer does have has a bad, you know, appearance, if he's unshaven and you know, no haircut and uniforms looking all jacked up, he's more likely to be assaulted. Because you know, the guy's like, Oh, this guy's a fucking punk. Yeah, um so if true. you're if you're looking at that guy and his fucking neck is, you know, he has got an eighteen and a half inch or no a twenty and a half inch neck and you know, he's got fucking his his uniform you know, sleeves can barely contain his arms, you'd be like, Oh you know what? <laughs> Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna listen to what this guy gotta say. He's got something important to tell me. I'm gonna listen to what he's gonna say. And that's the thing, too. Kind of thinking about it, you know, when you look at, you know, any matter where, like, every cop that I've encountered, um, here really in Howard County and Anne Arundel County, um, they've all been in, you know, good shape. You know, they yeah. look like, you know, you know, if some shit went down, they're ready to handle it. You know, they, they didn't look like, you know an out of shape guy who just, Oh, if need be, I could take off and run. You ain't yeah, catch me today. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that, that is a promising thing just in our area seeing that. But I wonder also with the requirement of, you know, putting officers through jujitsu training, like you were saying with martial arts, you know, it's the, the, the discipline is what you got from it. And yeah. a lot of us, that's what we get from it. And, you know, I'm hoping that's going to, you know, kind of an underlying, point to it as well you know as you know you get through the training more and more you become more disciplined i know that's not perfect it's not for everyone not not everyone's going to go through that i mean just you know a few years back you know you had um a uh, war machine he was on a uh, former mma fighter he was on joe rogan telling his story and you know of his childhood and just his upbringing and it was a story where you hear is like this guy went through some stuff and now he's got martial arts and he's a much better person than just yeah. like a month later he assaults his uh ex-girlfriend like oh, brutally really? and, and and it was uh vicious like you know the pictures it, I, I looked at the pictures and i almost threw up and i got a strong stomach oh, did you kill her no, um, uh, his uh, ex was a uh, Chris Chrissy Mac, uh, porn star. I don't know okay. if it's former or current, but it was a porn star. But but you know the whole point to it is that you know there's this idea that martial arts will make you a better person. That's not always necessarily the case, but I'm hoping in this realm of what they're trying to do, it at least kind of you know. It weeds out people with ego yeah. problems. You know, like sometimes I wonder if martial arts is like the the, the super soldier serum, and like it mm-hmm. it makes a better man better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but it, you know, it, there, that's it. Yeah, there was this one dude. So when I when I got into it, when I was like, and I've talked a little bit about you know in the last podcast, but we did a lot of like I went to a lot of sparring schools in the area. We did a lot of like sparring at different schools. So we go to this school on on this time, and then we go to this school, and like you know all the all the different students from all the different local places would, would spar together. And it was good. Cause you always, you know, you had new people mm-hmm. and you know, you can kind of learn from, and there's like this one guy, man. And like, he never stayed very long at any specific school because he'd get chased out because he was just a fucking douchebag. And, um, and, but then he would go to another school. So we would see him again, you know? And, uh, funny enough, 
a years later, I was, this is in Mount Airy, and I, and I never went to an, like an Aikido class, and I went to one, and it was fucking garbage. And, mm-hmm. and no offense to anybody who does Aikido, but like this, this class was, was fucking garbage. It was just, it was all that like, well, well, do this, do this. And like this guy was like grabbing, he's like, well, you're not, you're not being grabbed right. I'm like, dude, I don't, I don't I'm not going to, you know, it, it was just fucking stupid. None of his techniques worked on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, he, at the end, and he's like, you just have very flexible wrists and shoulders. That's why this doesn't work on you. I'm like, okay, or your technique's fucking garbage. Anyway, mm-hmm. the guy, the same guy was there and like, he like came up afterwards. Like he apologized to me because we had like some running ins before. He's like, "Oh, look, this is what I need. This is like it's like he got into like the spiritual aspect of it and whatnot." But for the most part, most of the guys I meet, you know, you're you're putting that much work in. You're getting, like I said, out get getting out all the demons from the evil monkey, and um, you're usually you know pretty chill. And and I will say this too, I don't think there's a better bonding experience than like beating the shit out of your buddy and like mm-hmm. afterwards going and grabbing a beer. You know what I mean? Fucking right. Yeah, that's like the best. And like, unless you've done that before, and I'm sure everybody who's listening to this podcast has, that's like the best thing, man. Um, yeah. And I've had a, I've had a couple a couple of really close friends that I haven't seen for a good long time, but like, you know, we can pick it right back up because we had that, you know, just just fight with one another. Yep. But uh, anyway, back to the police. Uh, yeah, man, let's let's make this happen. We need to keep following the story. We should call them up online and. Uh, Get some get some testimonies from them. So yeah, I, I think what I'm going to do, um, the maybe take my podcast game up a notch, <laughs> <laughs> and reach out to someone from uh, Marietta, uh, Marietta and see if I can get you know a little bit more insight on it because, you know, I am very curious to see how it's working down there for them. You know, just firsthand. Uh, this Marietta, Georgia has four four hundred ninety sworn police officers. That's a pretty decent size department. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's good. Um, but, you know, when my brother saw the post about the police um, being required to have a blue belt, he made a comment, you know, just kind of to the point of really, you know, that's not, you know, that's not going to help anyone up there. And it's like, well, with that kind of, you know, mindset and attitude, yeah. that's where the problem, you know, kind of lies right there. It's like, just with the ideal of them doing this in Michigan, I would love to see if I could get a hold of somebody and see how to, you know, just what the ideals are behind it and what the plan is. Um, and, you know, just like I said, let's keep it, keep tabs on this story because there's more to come. I'm sure whether it gets passed or not, I, cause I haven't seen anything about it saying that it's been passed. I just saw that was proposed. So somebody who's a fan of Joe Rogan podcast, bro. I'm telling you what it is. So one of the articles, you know, or actually knows the adopt a cop um, uh, site that I just looked at. They're talking about Andrew Yang and his proposal for all cops having a purple belt, which I think is far intense. Yeah. So like, what's the what's the amount of time for a purple belt? If I'm doing a three, if I'm going to three ninety minute classes a week. So let's say you. Realistically, I'm not realistically, complete, I'm not a complete idiot. You should, you know, good shape. So, using you as the example, you should probably see your blue belt probably in about a year. Okay. Uh, purple belt, from what I understand and what I feel, is the hardest belt to get to. It's just like because once you get the blue, it's really about you know white belt to blue belt is really about just knowing how not to be a spaz, you know, knowing how to defend yourself. 
And then also starting, you know, once you get into that blue belt pocket, now you're starting to string things together. You're starting to, you know, really get a feel for your own movements as well as your opponent and your partner's movements, you know, and then, you know, it, it, that takes some time because, mm-hmm. you know, there's no set recipe for it. You know, I'm still trying to figure it out. So, and I, you know, once, you know, they start opening the Jones back up, my first thought was, cause I got my blue belt a year before COVID hit. And, you know, I was kind of on, I had some momentum going with me. I was feeling good. Once COVID hit, you know, everything shuts down. And then that's everyone, not just me. But I remember during that time thinking, it was like, I don't want to be that blue belt that quits because that's always the joke. Blue belts quit. But I also had this on my head. It's like, dude, I'm so fucking far from purple belt. Like, like how am I going to do this? And, you know, it, it's just. So you think that Andrew Yang knew what he was talking about? He's like, yeah, let's go purple. What colors are there? Purple. I like purple. Let's go with purple. <laughs> so he trains, and I believe he is a purple belt. Okay. I believe. I'm, right, I'm not sure. It Take it back, Andrew. Probably whoop my ass. <laughs> <laughs> but he, you know, I, I think with him saying, you know, they should have a purple belt was just kind of a snap reaction and thinking like, look, by purple belt, you should legitimately know what you are doing. Like blue belt, you know how not, for the most part, how not to hurt someone. Yeah. I, I'll tell you, man, you know what I think the solution is to a lot of these police issues? There's a couple. I mean, one one is obviously a cultural one. And what I mm-hmm. mean by that is that a lot of people are, are trained to fear the police, right? And, yes. and I see it all. And this isn't like a racial thing because I see it happen all the time. It doesn't matter, mm-hmm. you know, you know, white, black, or blue. Somebody's like, you know, hey, little Johnny, if you don't behave, I'll have the policeman take, take you away. And I, and I've actually corrected and I've had it happen to me more than once. And I've corrected people more than once. Like, yes. Excuse me, man. You know, you're teaching your son, you know, not to like police. And then one day when he might not, you know, need a police officer, you know, he's going to fear them. So, you know, I think and it, when you, it, it's funny, like when people are scared of, of you or they're really scared, it makes everybody uneasy. And I, I see this, I see this the most, like when I'm doing dog training, like, so like, you know, I got a German Shepherd right now. He's like 94, 90, 94, 98 pounds. And he's friendly as fuck. He, you know, you coming in there now, he's going to shove his nose directly in your crotch when he first says hi. It's just a problem he's got. I don't know why it is, but you know, he's, 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 it's cancer check. You make sure you're healthy. You know what well, I mean? Dogs, sure every time I meet a dog, they tend to put their, their nose right in my crotch. And it makes it like, I'm almost like, yo, is, am I okay? Cause like, dude, it's not, it's not you. It's definitely him. He does it to every, like, he gooses my wife. Like, Whenever she walks by, his nose is going right to her butt, you know, like, whoop, you know, and that's, it may be her fault for always wearing yoga pants. Um, he doesn't do it to me, but cause I guess I'm tall, but he will do it to me every once in a while anyway, but he's very friendly. But I mean, you put him on a back tie, you agitate him with a sleeve and he's like fucking, you know, pink gums showing teeth or in you know, a nose wrinkled, foaming at the mouth. And, and a buddy of mine, um, he's actually a BJJ guy himself. I should get him to, you know, I should introduce you guys. Uh, he, he's never seen him do any bite work. So we were like, actually, I was fucking around with him yesterday. He's like, ah, oh, he's such a good dog, man. I know. And he's like, I don't understand why you're so cautious with him or, you know, cause he was, you gotta be very, you gotta be a, a, an alpha. You gotta be in charge. And he's, he seems very sure. docile and very chill. He's like, Oh no, dude, he's, he's got you fooled. Cause he's a fucking monster. If like, if it turns on these guys can be fucking, fucking wolves. So I took him out there and I showed him. Um, but anyway, I've done, you know, when I was doing um, bite work demos a few years ago and I was flying around with my other shepherd, he was a fucking, he was amazing. And this, and I've had him on planes with me before, 
But I had this one incident where this guy on a bus, we were at the airport and we just got all of our luggage and we were waiting for, you know, the wives to come around with the rental car. And this guy with these little blue buses that, that shuttles people back and forth. Like he's like, Oh, it's a big dog. Oh, it's a big dog. <laughs> and he just activated my, my dog was fucking foaming at the mouth barking because when we train, we've always, you, you, you train that the bad guy has a certain behavior and it's not the equipment. So I can have the, the equipment on like the bite, see the bite suit and come up there and shake your hand and Hey, Hey Bill, how are you doing? And whatever. All right. Have a nice day. And the dog sees the equipment. But he's waiting for the behavior. That's that's how he's properly okay. trained. He's not going to just attack somebody because he's got a bite sleeve. And you you move from you know these big suits to like these these sleeves to like a hidden sleeve where it's like under the jacket, so the dog doesn't see. He actually thinks he's biting the person. Okay. And but anyway, wh- anytime that you're around and somebody's scared of them, that's when they're like, "Why are you scared of me? If you're scared of me, are you a threat?" This doesn't mean we got to throw down, you know. And like you see that all the time, like you know they, they you know don't act scared, and even like. You know, if you're, you know, if you're around somebody, you can't speak their language. You're in a foreign country, you can't speak their language. You know, don't you know, just act. You know, be relaxed. You know, when you're you're negotiating, be relaxed. Don't be scared. Don't be fearful at any time. It it just it it raises everybody's heckles. You know, yes. and coming back to the the police things, like if you teach everybody, if you, if the if the culture, if if you're teaching people to be scared of police. You know, and I'm like, why is this dude fucking scared of me? Does he does he know something I don't know? He's, he's, he's got a weapon hidden. Am I going to find something? He's going to try to stop me from finding it because that's when it's the, the dangerous part. I mean, there's a dangerous, like, call them the helpful helpers as well because they're like career yeah. criminals and they're fucking you know, sociopaths and they're too cool for school. But, mm-hmm. you know, you know, we got to stop being, you know, treating the police as the other. And, and, and the same thing with cops. Cops got to get outside of their, you know, their subcultural norms and and you know focus on the community but that's it's hard to do and it's hard to do when everybody's kind of like looking at everybody sideways that's that's the first thing yeah. i think and then i think the fitness thing is another thing i think you know yeah. and then a uh, 15 year retirement I, I think that you can't do that job for very long without it starting to change you your disposition so when i used to work in head start as, as a, a preschool teacher um, for people who aren't aware, I, I am an asset to the community. Um, we, <laughs> uh, we, you know, would have the community helpers week. Yeah. And, you know, we'd have the post, you know, postman come in, a firefighter come in, police officers come in. And one of my students, she said, you know, in Head Start, uh, you know, where I was, it was predominantly black. Mm-hmm. And um, a couple of my kids, you know, they're uneasy. You know, a lot of them were actually very friendly with the police and just happy to see them because, you know, yeah. to them, you know, we're seeing cartoons and, you know, toys and games, you know, the police, you know, it, it, they're friendly. But one of my little girls, she says to the police officer, because she was a bold little one, yeah, says, my mom told me that you're the bad guy. Mm-hmm. And man, like... <laughs> When she said that, my, you know, my co-teacher looked at me and was like, don't look at me. Hey, you, you the lead. I don't know what to say here. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm just as shocked as you are. But, you know, having that beginning step like that yeah. doesn't help. You know, me growing up, you know, I was never told one word or the other how to feel around police. You know, you know, as a kid, most police interactions that I had seen weren't necessarily the most positive, but, you know, I was kind of detached from that just 
as a kid, I didn't think anything yeah. of it. You know, I didn't think, you know, these guys are the bad guys because I already saw the situation before they got there. And it's like, hey, this, this is some bad shit going on. They fighting over crack pipes over here. So this can't be good. Hide but your, your husband, hide your kids. <laughs> I, had a, I had a very interesting situation. I don't, I don't know if I told you about this last time or not. I feel like I'm repeating myself on some of these things. Um, but I was a young officer. I mean, I might have been, I, I was probably 23 years old. And I was in a parking lot of like a shopping center. I don't know if I was getting food or, or whatever, but I was coming up and there was this young family. Um, I mean, mom and dad, if they were 20, I would have been surprised. Right. But it was definitely a family and they had a little, little baby. I mean, like two, three ish at the most. It's hard. I didn't have kids at the time, so it's hard to me to kind of judge it. You know what I mean? Sure. But I mean, very small. Like dad was like leaning down to hold hold the kid's hand, and they were not at a crosswalk. They were kind of like at the at an island. They were standing like on the curb of an island, and I was coming up, and I don't think I was in a marked cruiser, so I, like it probably it was all white, and you had the spotlight, but I was probably a slick. I might have had, I might have had something. Might have been a slick top. It doesn't matter. But I mean, my windows were all open. You could plainly see it was a bright day. You can pl- plainly see I'm in uniform and whatever. And I waved them over to like, you know, stop traffic so they can cross because there was no crosswalk. And the little girl looked at me and sneered this evil sneer and said, fucking cop. Like, and like wow. d- dad looked up and kind of chuckled and kept on and kept on walking. You know what I mean? And I was like, oh, dude, that was like a heart sinking moment. I was like, holy fuck. That shit, I didn't even think that shit was real, you know? Um, so yeah. it, it, that was, that was a, and, and like, I've had some other, like, I've had some great experiences with, with folks. I've had some, you know, very troublesome experiences. I've had, you know, I've been on the scenes of murders. I've we just recently lost, we just recently lost another officer that was murdered. Somebody just came up and fucking ambushed him out of nowhere, unprovoked to some crazy dude killed him. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So, and, and like, so you never, you never know. I've had guys, I've had guys that I've arrested tell me like, oh yeah, I was about to get you. Like you, you didn't know. Like I just, you know, I, I was leaning very forward in the vehicle and he was about to try to stab me in the neck or some shit. And it's like, and I'm a, I'm a fucking trusting person and like want to, yeah. you know, optimistic, want to believe the best in everybody and, and, and trying to judge people and, and know that sometimes people are fucking a product of their environment and their traumas and shit like that's why they're but then every once in a while you meet a motherfucker and be like, oh that guy's just got the devil in him you know what mm-hmm. i mean like that like that like like you know i, I know a few people like make me believe in fucking demon possession because they're so goddamn evil um but yeah dude it, it's you know and i don't know if any i don't know if that child who is who grew up in that environment where not only the parents you know thought it was cute for them to cuss say fucking at like the age of two or three but to to view law enforcement that way or authority figures in general, if they're ever going to grow up in an environment that's going to offer them an opportunity to have a paradigm shift, you know? Um, So this wasn't the best neighborhood, wasn't the best, you know, the best area. I mean, it wasn't a low, low income, but it wasn't like, it was one of those areas where like, oh, you had a pretty decent neighborhood over here and a pretty decent neighborhood there, but I don't know over there in that neighborhood. Not so nice. Mm Um, and people get kind of trapped in that. So it's just, it fucking sucks, man. It really does. I mean, there's just, like you said earlier, there's just the culture has to change and, and on, you know, on all sides, oh, yeah, you know, for sure. you know, you have to have people, you know, not 
feel like there's this this mistrust or fear of the police. But on the other side of it, though, too, you know, and, and it's hard because, you know, you know, like you say, you're in a situation where, you know, you could have been stabbed. And, yeah. you know, that, that, but that's your, you, you know, it's your job. And, and there's, you know, that matter of, you know, you're going out there and let's say, you know, he, he swipes at you, he misses, you know, now you're aware that that's in your head. And then, yeah. you know, there, there, it's always there, you know, so it's hard on that side too. But yeah. at the same time, you know, still like, okay, you know, there, there, you know, that, that preconceived notion has to come away as well. You can't just assume just because they're dressed this way, you know, they behave this way. And, you know, on the other side, you can't that's just assume because they're, yeah. you know, the boys it's, in blue, you know, they're the yeah. bad guys. I mean, it's you know it's funny man like there's little things like like in the commonwealth of virginia they just recently changed some of the primary offenses for pulling people over and one was like shit hanging from people's uh drive uh rear view mirror mm -hmm. right so people would hang those like air fresheners right yeah. and i will tell you and and you know and i wasn't i wasn't a, a patrol officer for very long um you know for like three i was i was on the road for like three years before I, my career took me into other other options and, um, but I will tell you, like, I, I couldn't give you a percentage, but I would say it's in the nineties of like, if I pulled over a car and there was like five or six of those things hanging from the, the, you know, the vehicle. And I'm not talking, I'm talking about like, like they left the old ones on there. Yes. There always be drugs in the car, man. Like, like, and, and, it, and it wasn't a white or black thing. It wasn't a, it wasn't a racial thing. It was more like a cultural thing. You know, like yep. people who like people who smoked in their cars, or, you know, in, in probably smoking marijuana or whatever, they didn't want this. They're trying to cover up the scent with a bunch of this. And I, I remember last time I, the, one of the last drug arrests we had, um, before I left, uh, one of my assignments, it was a van. And like, when I pulled them over, they had, they had some of those little, those little tree scent things, but they had them like taped to the roof of the minivan. They said they were all over the minivan. Like they were, I mean, like I'm like there had to be 50 or 60, right? Just, you know, air fresheners, the little tree shaped ones taped. I'm like, what the fuck? And I'm like, oh, there's definitely drugs in this car, <laughs> you know? And, and I can't remember the exact reason we pulled them over. But at one point in time, um, we, uh, we, we did a vehicle inspection or we were, you know, inspecting the vehicle for whatever reason. I can't remember exactly what the probable cause was. Like, I'm sure like somebody was, had a warrant or, or, you know, their, 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 their driver's license was suspended or whatever else. And there's like all these diapers in this diaper bag, but they didn't stink. And I was like, that's weird. Drugs, all the diapers, like keeping, keeping drugs and like fucking dirty diapers. I was like, this, this one, this is pretty fucking, this is pretty inventive. Um, but like, yeah, I do see like, you know, people say, oh, you're profiling, you're profiling. It's like, well, I mean, it's, it's, you know, racially racially profiling is is yes i get that you you can't just profile somebody because they're black or because they're you know they're a white guy in a black neighborhood you know what i mean like where drugs have been known to be sold because that's 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 racial profiling as well um but there are things that people kind of like pick up on that becomes like intuition you know because yeah. like humans are very good at like, like looking at patterns and and people people always behave in the same way like when i was in when I did my like interview, inter, um, interview and interrogation courses, um, we do like, like kind of like lie detecting. Right. And in our training, 
it's really amazing. You'll see these real interviews that became interrogation once you finally the suspect who you think who did it and you're trying to get them to confess. But there's only a few ways that people lie and they always lie the same way. There's a couple like key giveaways. It isn't, it, and it's, it's cross-cultural, cross-racial. And like, I'll give you one for example, like somebody will like, it, it's like a, it's an omission, but they don't, they're, they're saying in a certain ways like, Jim, I know you stole the money. I did. You know, like one of those, like the answer to questions. And then they'll show you like 15 different clips of 15 interviews and, and everybody like white man saying the same way, black woman saying the same way, Hispanic man saying it the same way, you know, uh, black male saying the same way. And, and like, and it's, it could be the, the most fucked up. She's like, Oh, we know you raped your daughter. I did, you know, question, question mark. But it's just one of those things. It's, it's like kind of a, a giveaway that they, you know, or how, you know, uh, quanti- uh, uh, they try to, uh, quantify, qualify, make a qualifying statement the same way. But it's, it's like, the lesson is that people always lie the same way. They, they always show deception the, the same way or, or in a pocket of the same way. And so when you, when you kind of like have the experience and you kind of lock onto that, you know, you, you may not even know what it is. You know, it just, it's just kind of instinct. Um, but then you, you, people project onto like, Oh, well, the cops are using tactics to racially profile and arrest my, my, you know, my client or whatever, but, but your client had the drugs on it, man. I mean, like, it's not like, you know, you're trying to get out on a technicality, you know, and, and that, that's the part that gets really aggravating. It's like, you know, you got to play the game by the exact rules or they get away with it. You know, the bad guy yeah. gets away with it. And then a certain part of you like, hey, that's not my job. That's the prosecutor's job. I do everything I need to do by the book and whatever. And if the, if it goes to court and it, get, it drops or whatever, you know, that's not on me anymore. You know, so that's got to be, you know, just kind of a disheartening thing, though. You know, just seeing it like in, in movies or a TV show or something where, you know, someone commits a horrible crime and it's like, OK, well, wait, you can't. Well, wait a minute. You're letting them walk. It's like, well, yeah, they got off on a technicality or, you know, you know, just something. Or, plea, or they plead out, you know? Yeah. That, you know, this, you know, I, I've always had I remember being a kid in, you know, not a kid, you know, like a teenager in, in school. I remember I used to want to be a lawyer. And I watched the devil's advocate <laughs> and just that made me not want to be a lawyer. Yeah. But watching that movie made me really rethink um, just what I wanted to do, which, you know, just thinking about it, it's like, look, you know, you might end up, well, I guess if you're a defense attorney, you know, but I didn't, that, you know, that wasn't something that was in my mind. It was just like, you know, you're defending a bad guy. Yeah, You know, and, and, and not only that, though, if, you know, you're on the other side of it, you know, you're going against somebody that's defending the bad guy and then they get off on some bullshit. That's yeah. infuriating. Yeah. It's like this is someone who's who's doing something wrong or they plead out. And it's like, no, like like I, I told my wife back, you know, when I got the DUI before we got married, I got the DUI. Yeah. And I was like, look, if they. You know, if they locked me up for a year, you know, if they hit me with the full extent of everything, I would have been okay with it because that's the law. Yeah. yeah. And maybe I think different than everybody else. I don't know. But, you know, a, a crime is a crime and a punishment is what it is. So, uh, you know, and, uh, you know, if I did wrong, I deserve to be punished for it. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I, I think, I think that, so I'm in a position now where I, I'm, what you know in my job i'm like a deciding official when it 
comes to terminations. And there was a, a point in time that I worked for our, our internal affairs. And then I did that for a little bit. And then when I came and I got promoted to lieutenant, I was the one doing the investigations for a lot of disciplinary stuff. And it would initiate the investigations. And like, I don't have much, I don't have much tolerance for, for, um, for bad cops. I don't have any tolerance for bad cops. Like if, you know, I'll be, I'll be the first one to be like, all right, you got to, you know, I'm going to fire, I'm going to fire this person. If, I mean, if, if, if the, if the charges are sustained, you know, everybody gets their kind of due process and, and sure. you, you, you let the system play out and, and those rules and kind of regulations in there, you know, uh, for a reason. So I'm always like that, but it's like the biggest thing for me though, is, is, was the, the person remorseful. Okay. Um, yep. So it, it's people owning their mistakes, like tr- truly being, truly being remorseful and and also the judges and like the courts being able to make a judgment and not yeah. have to and not have some pre pre-prescribed fucking rules of engagement of of what the the you know there's like there's like this judge in like connecticut or something i, I see him on youtube he's like an older white dude really like he's got big glasses on very nice but he's like the kind of guy that you tell him like his sob story and he's like oh so you got a thousand dollars tickets he's like you know what you look a nice person. You don't want to do it again. Don't do it again. And like people are crying and everything. Like, oh, thanks, judge, for helping me out. Like, but he, he and, and I don't think people are in there bullshitting him. You know, I think they're like he's like he really wants to listen to their story. He wants to understand they're they're they kind of a victim of circumstance. Some sometimes yeah. I'll get into the victim story shit later, but like he's able to look at all the facts, the totality of the facts, and be like, okay, listen, you know this happened and this happened and, and, and that that led to this that was kind of outside your control so this cascade of events that put you in this predicament you know yeah you made a mistake here so i'm gonna have you pay that mistake so you give me 50 bucks 50 bucks for the first ticket and you have a nice day you know like but uh, unfortunately it, it's become a machine it's become a business and you take the humanity out of it and it's just fucking horrible man it's what happens when when we get too big there's like too many people you can't you can't yeah. deal with it you know you know, I was saying to my wife the other, and really to my manager, we're we're all sitting around, and I was saying it's right now where we are in the world. You know, seven point eight billion people. I was saying to my wife specifically this time is that like right now the world is like when you're playing a video game. Yeah, and you've gotten to a point where you're just like, look, I've done all the things I need to do in this game. All like the rest of this is just kind of free money. And it's getting yeah. out of hand. It's time to hit reset. I don't know if you've ever played uh, Civilization um, on PC. Like I, I would always on that game get to twenty the year twenty twenty. This was back in like the late nineties. I get the year twenty twenty. By that point, we, we you know the space race is in full effect. You know, you know we we found extra, extraterrestrials. Um, nuclear war is going off. Did you know how much twenty twenty was really going to suck? Yeah, holy shit! Like that game, like there, there's so many points of that game where it's like, oh my god, did I make this happen? Um, but it, you know, so from that point, I just reset. I'm like, all right, time to you know start over from you know one BC and, and yeah. rock and roll. But that, that you know, just it, we've gotten too big for for our own good as, as a world. We, you know, we just got you know these machines in motion where. You know, our, you know, politicians are controlled by corporations. We got billionaires going to space for funsies. Um, yeah, right. You, you know, and, you know, meanwhile, you know, his, his, you know, 
his company in the warehouse, people are fucking, you know, his delivery drivers have to piss in bottles because they're on a timer. You know, they got to shit in bags, but you know, no big deal. I'm going to space. You know, it, it's just like we we're at this weird point where there's just hey, hey, hey man, in his defense, he wasn't running the company when he went in space, is FYI. True, true. <laughs> but he was running a company with people who were shitting in bags. Um <laughs> but and, and that's the thing. I, I'm not going to knock him too much because I got, you know, his uh, TV device on in the background. Yeah, because tomorrow you're fucking Amazon Prime shipping is going to get in. Actually, I got two action figures coming in. They should be on the doorstep yep, right yeah. now. So. I, I'll say I, I will say this, man. And I, I'm going to I'm going to jump on the I'm going to jump on the anti bitch about Bezos train because like, I have I got, I'm not on face. I got I got Facebook for. Like my my like gaming shit. I don't have my personal Facebook anymore. It's like the only reason I used to have it is like for my grandmother, you know, who's passed now, so she can like sure. log and look pictures of the kids. I, you know, I don't need to look at that many pictures of myself. Um, I'm not I'm not you know, <laughs> like my my selfie file in in my phone. Not that contrary to popular belief, not that big. Um, <laughs> but uh, but like I've got a Discord with my buddies. Right. And like we, we'll talk shit. Most of it's about like coordinating for gaming or working out or some shit like that. But like there's a meme section that people put some fun, fucked up me fucked up memes. But mm-hmm. like when the Jeff Bezos thing and the, and the Mr. Evil and people are talking and they would start commenting. I'm like, man, you millennials need to shut the fuck up about Bezos because tomorrow your fucking Amazon Prime shipment is going to come in. You know, like all, all yeah. these motherfuckers complaining about capitalism and complaining like on their fucking Apple fucking iPhones and shit like that. I just like, man, listen, if you want to rage against something. All right, find a cause and just 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 be all in about it. If you want to like, if you want to like, at least fucking vegans don't eat meat. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like it's like you guys are talking about animal cruelty, but you're eating the meat. All right. If you want to be a vegan, don't eat meat, and then I'm fine with you. I'll be like, oh yeah, man, tell me about it. Tell me how you hate Bezos and his people pissing and shit in bottles and shit like that. So you know? and and that's the funny thing too. It's like when I was talking about that with my manager, it was like damn dude like the shit in bags and then she just got an amazon delivery right then and i was like mm, no. at least you know it's on <laughs> time and like and like i've 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 worked at jobs where i've had a shit in, i've never had a shit in a bag but i've had i've had buddies that had a shit in a bag and pissing a bottle i pissed in i pissed in many of bottles hey, I, shit in the bag isn't all that bad trust me well i guess <laughs> mine is a little different <laughs> i see what you did there it's clever <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you know, they, they, but yeah, there there is that that argument though too, because you know you get people that jump on and complain about capitalism and conflict minerals and all the shit going on. It's like on their iPhone. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like, do you see the irony there? But then nobody wants to talk about North Korea. You know what I'm saying, dude? Don't dude. Right? Nobody wants to talk about the fact there's more slaves alive today than in history. Dude, they don't talk about that shit. That that North Korean story changed the way that I like. I, I've every single day I've made some reference to that, and I think I think my wife's yeah. annoyed not this one. She's like, okay, well, shut the fuck up about North Korea. Like, but that's the problem. My wife canceled. My, so my, my wife listened to that. I saw that podcast first, and and I love my wife to death. But for the for our our mar- you know, we've been together for like since ninety eight. So you know, we've been together for a few years. For the majority of our marriage she's worked like five minutes from the house or eight minutes from the house. And I worked like an hour and a half from the house or an hour from the house. Right. Yeah. And now that shit has switched, you know, mm. and now, and now she's driving home and she gives me a call and it's like, listen, I, I know you're bored in the car right now, but 
I want to see you in, in 35 to 40 minutes. Okay. And that you're going to tell me during the bad. And I love talking to people on the phone when I'm in the car. Like if I haven't seen somebody, that's like my, you know, when I was driving an hour and a half, I give somebody a call. Yeah. So I've got her on the podcast kick, right? I was like, bitch, listen to podcasts. Just don't call me. Download audiobook, listen to podcasts. We'll talk, we'll talk face to face at dinner. So she started, uh, listen to that, that one with whatever park. I can't remember her first name. Yeah. Yeah. Um, on the Rogan podcast and she's like, Oh my God, it's I'm 45 minutes and I've already like cried two or three times listening to it. I'm like, really? He's like, yeah. So then I, I gave it, I gave it a go and I listened to it too. And I think we finished it both at about the same time. Well, the next day she fucking cancels, um, Disney plus. And I'm like, this bitch is going crazy. She's a, she's like some, on some fuck Disney because of China shit. I'm like, oh. you, need, you need to relax because I got I got an order coming from China right now. God damn it. <laughs> I, I, no, trust me. I, I feel for them. I do. Believe me. It's fucking horrible. But let, let's let's slow down. Let's yeah, slow she, down. She, she felt that I had a, I, I had a, a free Disney account. She wasn't trying to get rid of Disney Plus. FYI. The, 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 the mouse still owns our souls. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, but that yeah, that that shit is fucked up, dude. That mm-hmm. the North Korea stuff, and so I, I will retract part of my statement because those motherfuckers are hard. They're fucking survivors. The rest yes. of us are goddamn pudding pops. What they're going through. This lady, yeah. this lady, like walked through the desert, like negative forty degree wind chill. She should she shouldn't have survived. It was like it was a fucking miracle. She's like eighty pounds, and you know, I think that I I think that the the work like everybody's starving there. Like there's no food. They, they they kill everybody. I think I think that they killed like her neighbors after she escapes because she became very public a public speaker and like anybody yeah. that she knew any family members sometimes they'll kill three to eight generations. So you know one guy yep. escaped, they killed thirty five thousand people. Um, that's great. And and that one the one thing about the the kid that was starving who was wounded and his wound was affected until like parts of his organs were coming out. Yeah, you still sitting there begging for food. It's fucking nuts, bro. I mean, there's you know reported cases of cannibalism there. You know, it's like this shit is rough, and you know, like don't get me wrong, people go through stuff everywhere. Absolutely, and and it it gets tough because I I had a friend. She's been through a rough childhood, and I would hate when she would always turn around and say, "But not to compare to you." It's like don't do that. Like yeah. you know what what happened to you happened and it's horrible. You, we can't compare them because you survived what you survived. You were built for that. I might not have survived what you went through, bro. I saw the best fucking cartoon of the day. It was two dudes. One was like a mil. They were sitting down. One was like a millionaire, a businessman who owned a business, and then one was a bum with like his. You know, he was he, obviously he was a drunk, and that like the top of it. The top of it said, he said, what, why, why are you at where you're at with your life or something like that? How did you get here? Right. And both the guys responded to the same thing. And my dad was an alcoholic. So one guy's dad was alcoholic and for whatever reason it made him become successful. And the other guy's dad was alcoholic. He used that as an excuse to be a bum, to be a drunk mm-hmm. himself. And I was like, yeah, that's, that's fucking true, man. Yep. You know, I, cause you, you, yeah. you see, you see, like, I'll tell you, um, I, I know a lot of people who, you know, raised by the same people, had very the same similar, you know, life experiences, being siblings and shit, or yep. in the same area, and you'll see dramatic differences in how and how they fucking manifest their destiny. Um, yeah. So you gotta you gotta take some ownership on that. You know, stop yeah. blaming shit on your parents. And for a long time, I did that. You know, I like 
you know, when, when I went into foster care yeah, and I still don't have a great relationship with my mom, but oh, you know, you say, it's like am I putting too much out on front street for you <laughs> nah uh, like, I, I had an entire episode where i think you know we had to cut it in two because it was like four hours long of yeah, yeah. just talking about trauma bonding about my mom <laughs> so it was like damn it if in it, it, it was one of the higher down or higher listen to episodes so it was like oh everybody know now <laughs> everybody knows she, she's a piece of work but um but you know it's like there was a period where i was doing that you know i was kind of using my mom as a crutch yeah you know yeah. when when things would go wrong you know i would just blame it on her and you know i've gotten away from that obviously in later years in life you know you know i look at stuff i think what really helped me with that was a few years back my grandparents you know, they, they, they were retired, but for the longest time, they were taking care of my mom up in yeah. Michigan, paying for everything. And, you know, my grandfather pulls us all to the basement and he explains how, you know, my grandmother had been retired, but he was now retiring. So that's it. He was like, and they kind of went into the discussion about my mom and like, basically we've been taking care of them. You know, we, you know, we're not asking you to chip in. We're really just asking you kind of to pull your own weight. Now I'm down there kind of thinking to myself, I've been pulling my own weight for a while. Like I, cause I don't ask them for anything. I just, because I see everyone else asking for stuff. Yeah. But when he, he was talking about with my mom, she's never worked a day in her life ever. And that shit, something about that statement clicked with me where I don't know what it was, but I was just like, I can't use her as my excuse for yeah. this. I can't use my excuse, use her as my excuse for that. I can't complain about this woman anymore. We're like, we don't, you, you know, she, like her responses to things and her attitude towards things and, and the decisions she's made, they aren't me. They, they don't affect me. If anything, like the guy who, you know, was successful, you know, why, you know, how'd you get here when my dad was an alcoholic? He saw it as, hey, I don't want to be that and went the opposite direction. And, you know, that's kind of where I started going with it. I was like, you know what? I don't want to be that lady. I got to work harder. You know, I got to do so, you know, and then, you know, shortly after that, you know, my daughter was, you know, born and it's like, I, I got to be the best fucking parent I can be for this kid. That doesn't mean give them everything, but, you know, give them a good foundation, show yeah. them a good home, you know, show them, you know, you know, the good in the world. Whereas, yeah. you know, I, I was raised seeing the worst in the world and I was using that as an excuse when I would lash out at people, when I would have, you know, throw tantrums, throw desks at students at school. I remember when I moved to Delaware, that was my go-to. As soon as I got mad, I'd pick a desk up, fleeing that motherfucker across the fucking classroom. And, you know, thinking back on that, I was using that pent up anger at my mom to do that. And then, you know, as I got older, it started becoming a scene like, look, man, I can't let her control me. Yeah. Not not in that way. You know, so let's go the opposite way. So I get it. And I think that's something just with the rest of the world, though, with everyone. It's like and, and it is hard to kind of put that to people because. People it, it, make excuses. And it is, man. It, it it's the uh, I said before that like um that victim that vict that victim mindset. Like uh, there's a great mm -hmm. book, Crucial Conversations, 
Um, I suggest everybody read it. I mean, communication is the most powerful thing out there. If you, if you can be a good communicator and like, and, and part of that is listening and, and, you know, giving feedback and understand, like understanding what somebody's trying to say when you're trying to speak with them, not, not just waiting for your turn to talk. Anyway, this book in crucial conversations, it, it, it kind of like helps you give you a, skill set to have a conversation with somebody that's not going to be comfortable. That's going to be crucial, you know, but one big part of it, they talk about the stories that we tell ourselves. Like we tell ourselves a victim story. We tell ourselves, you know, I'm a victim of X, Y, Z. We tell ourselves a villain story. Oh, so-and-so is villainous. Or we tell ourselves in a confident story. Oh, I can't because dot, dot, dot. And those are like the three, and there's other stories too, but those are the three primary ones. And whenever you're, you're speaking or, or you're, you know, going back and forth and trying to, you know, work out through something. If you stop and ask yourself, are any of these one, are any of these a fucking story? You know, do I, am I choosing this narrative? And a lot of the times you are now that's not all the time. There, there's some shit that could be fucking, you know, scarring and damaging and, and that, and that, and it, and it fucking affects you. I mean, like one, you know, one thing that took me forever to get over is one of my guys committed suicide um, when I was their sergeant. And, um, there's some other stuff that went along with it, but like, you know, I was helping him through like kind of a, a drug and alcohol issue and I ended up leaving, um, the, the platoon I was on with him because of some other shit that happened. And, and shortly after that, he fucked killed himself on my daughter's birthday, which is, I, well, I was out, I don't, you know, so, but forever, forever, dude, I felt so much like survivor's guilt for that because I was working. I mean, dude, it was one of those things where I was waking up at three o'clock in the morning and meeting him at a Denny's so he wouldn't drink. Or use or use pills. He's using like pain pills. Yeah. Um, and uh, and I got so wrapped up in trying to help him, and it affected me. And the, but at, at a certain point in time, it's like, listen, man, like it wasn't my fault. You know, it, it's nothing I could have done with it. It wasn't my fault. You know, I was way in over my head. You know, in regards to life experience and trying to help this guy, and he had other shit that was that was going on with him health wise that you know made him you know, led him to the decision he made to do what he did. And not to saying that, like, I support his decision. I, I still think he, you know, I wish he didn't kill himself. Don't get me wrong. But for years, man, I, you know, I felt guilty as fuck. But at a certain point in time, that became my narrative, you know, you know, and, and, and I had to choose back. Like, All right, man, listen, dude, you can let this shit keep on fucking you up or you can kind of move on and, and, and deal with it. And, and time does heal a lot of wounds. Um, but there are, there are some things that like happen, especially people who are like sexually assaulted and stuff like, you know, violently assaulted and stuff like that, that, that shit will just put you in the, the fight and flight mode even more. But like, Ooh, that's a big thunder. Dude, there's oh. like fucking tornado watches here and shit. Yeah, ours just ended. And I got to get out there on my tractor and fucking mow five acres. You know, hmm. I'm a, I'm farm folk down, bro. You know, I got chickens, right? Oh, nice. Some, some would brag about it. Not me. <laughs> <laughs> so many so many eggs in this place um dude heavy country, flex country as fuck man <laughs> hey man, if i if i come out there and see with a straw hat on like you know and overalls like adam what the fuck <laughs> no no i'm out there in my <laughs> no i'm not I'm, I'm out there looking stupid as fuck because these I, I like i drive my tractor like a like a mile down the road to the gas station and like there's like some farm dudes here man there's like fucking like not amish people i think they're like german German Orthodox or German something. I don't fucking know. They're, 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 um, they're Amish adjacent anyway, dude. And they look at me like I'm in like my sneakers. 
you know, whatever, like not looking the part at all. I don't have a, what are, what are all these guys wear like Carhartt, you know, jackets or some shit or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I'm not looking that part at all. I got my Levi's t-shirt on and like, you know, fucking baseball cap on, you know, not, I'm not feeling, I'm not feeling the, uh, the good old boy quote up here. They're like, hey, do you know how to use that thing? I'll have to fucking call up the tractor place. Hey man, I can't get it started again. How do I get it started? <laughs> You know, they look at you uh, like uh, in Back to the Future 3. They look at your shoes. Oh, some fancy moccasins. Knee K. Yeah, man. Yeah, I did. I, 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 no, no bullshit. I actually took it up to the, like, like you took, take a left at my house in the tractor store is literally like a mile and a half of the road. And you take a right in the gas station there. So I'm in this perfect spot to support my tractor habit. Dude, I took the tractor up there. And like, yeah, man, the front end loader's not working. I was trying to dig a, I dig a hole for a fire pit. Just, just fucking dumbest shit out there with the family trying to make this fire pit and i was like yeah the the but the front end the bucket's not working man it won't go back he's like all right man we'll look at it and do like like i don't i walk back home right because i drop i drive the tractor there i walk back home i get back back home the guy i call like yeah man you can come and pick it up it just wasn't plugged in bro and like what do you mean he's like yeah this, this little socket you just didn't have it plugged in <laughs> <laughs> it's like oh fucking idiot dude yeah that, but we, we got to learn though that's how we learn it, it's one thing if this was your habitat if that was your habitat and you did there's like son but eh, you know dude, I, i'm gonna I, i'm gonna say i'm gonna tell you this man going actually i need to go out and get the eggs right now i forgot to do when i got back home from work because the kids aren't here but dude like we got a little you know got some tomatoes got some cilantro got some cucumbers nice. growing got some sweet potatoes got our chickens Dude, I I have never been the one, but I, like Wednesday tonight, my buddy's coming over, um, and we're gonna hang out. He's gonna help me mow the grass so we get it done like in two hours, mm. and uh, and have a beer afterwards. Um, but uh, dude, like I don't know, like dude, there's something about like gardening or whatever. Never done it in my life. I'm fucking 41 years old. My mom never did it. My dad never did. It. I remember my grandmother like when we were living. She lived in Knoxon Hill, like right outside of DC. I mean, she had like some tomato plants. Like that was it. Like living living out there. And my other grandmother had a little bit of a garden, but it wasn't anything it wasn't anything crazy. You know what I mean? Like you're talking about ten by ten. Dude, there's something to that, man. There's something about ten in your garden. That shit feels good. I don't know what it is. Like, like I'm gonna come over here to eat my own tomatoes. Have a yeah. have myself a BLT. It's yours. You, you know, I, I, dude, you it's, it is a rewarding it is a rewarding experience. I can't, I can't express it. And it's not like bullshit yard work. I got to go out there and, and mow that postage stamp in that subdivision. It's like when you have some land and like you, you like you get it yeah. fucking mowed up. And you look back like, damn man, I just fucking maybe I'll fucking plant some corn up in this bitch. Fucking field of dreams up in here. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, they, I mean, there's something to that though, because you know, even even on our level, like before COVID hit, I've been saying that to my wife was like. You know, um, I want to, you know, set up a little garden in the back. Just, you know, just a couple little things just here and there. Then uh, when COVID hit, I was like, hey, we, you know, we might got to might gotta hunker down, like, Bro, you know, make it happen. I, I'm scared that it's going to come back, man, with all the kids going to school. And, I, and, I, and I've been yeah. vaccinated. I don't, you know, I'm not like a, a pro-vax guy or anything like an, or an anti-vax guy. With me, dude, it's like I'm 40, I'm 41 years old. I work around people. I never stop working. Give me the fucking vaccination because, you know, I just think, I think it's, a, I think it's a reasonable thing for me. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I respect, I, I respect anybody who, you know, whatever you want to do with yourself, that's on you. Now I'm not vaccinating my kids yet until that shit gets FDA approved because they got Correct. fucking life to live. Same. You know what I mean? Well, so I um, don't, I don't, I'm, Sarah and I are vaccinated. Um, 
and I'm not comfortable with the idea of, you know, doing it for our daughter just yet. She, she, like my wife, it was funny. It's like, my wife is like really like just kind of all in on all of this. She's like, everyone should get it. Everyone needs to get it. I'm like, you know, I, I don't know. I have feelings on this, but like I did it for me. I did it for my grandparents. I did it because, you know, I don't want to, you know, you can still get it, but you know, I don't want to, I'm trying to do what I can to help. Um, Now, in the in the bigger picture of it, you know, when they're talking about places saying, you know, you, know, you got to have a, a passport to move around and this and that, my wife was like, that should be the law, you know, across the board. I was like, I, I disagree because I don't I don't like the idea of taking away freedoms. You know, you're stomping on freedoms where you're telling people they have to do something. And that's just not, you know, we're starting to get into slippery territory. When you start yeah. just letting people tell you now what you can and can't do. You have to, you know, you know, get this shot. And it's like, well, that's definitely not something I'm okay with either. If you don't want to get it, you know, you know, that's, that's how darnism works out. You know, <laughs> I, I'm okay with that. You know, on the other end of it, if you want to get it, that's fine. My wife, you know, she was out at the store. She had her mask on and some lady and their kid looked at her and the kid, they didn't have their mask on. And the kid said uh, something to the mom and the mom was like, well, some people still think they need to wear it. And then, Dude, you know, I, I'm not going to lie. Uh, me and my buddy, we went and saw, he's having his car worked on. He needed me to pick him up and, and we grabbed some food. He's like, Hey man, you want to catch a movie? And dude, I haven't been in the theater since fucking 2019. Right. Yeah. So I was like, fuck yeah. We watched that Ryan Reynolds free guy movie. Oh, which is nice. funny as shit. It was, it was, it was enjoyable. It was a fun romp. Good. Anyway, Good. um, so I went in there and like, you know, I, and I'm waiting for Maryland to put the mask mandate back in. So I had a mask with me. When I got in the theater, you know, dude, and I was sitting there and it was getting kind of full. It was a full house. I actually mm. put my fucking mask on. I was like, you know what? Let me just go ahead and let me go ahead and put this on. And my buddy's like, why are you putting it on? Like, I was like, dude, I don't know why, man. I just, I just, I don't, I, I, I feel more comfortable with it, with it on. It's not going to bother anybody else so i'm just gonna put this fucking mask on and um yeah it was it was funny dude like and and don't get me wrong like i've been working the whole time through covid my wife's been working the whole time through covid and we 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 were very fortunate that you know one that we could both work and then two that our kids were old enough to where they could stay home by themselves Mm -hmm. which they did exceptional job good um so i I get it like this thing has impacted different people different ways um but yeah, dude, I still get a little bit like uneasy um, around large groups of people. It, it, it doesn't take much for you to get conditioned or to get fucking scared of some shit, you know, for sure. Yes. I, I still uh, keep a mask on me. You know, I went out with uh, Marilyn yeah, Phil. It's the same old damn mask. I never change it out. Some motherfuckers probably nasty as fuck. <laughs> so I do. I, I it's, it's funny. It's a psychological blanket. I mean, let me be honest. I have a friend. She made a bunch of custom masks for me. Um, she has the BJJ Wiki logo on one, Public Enemy, Wu-Tang, EPMD. You know, so I have, the, you know, these masks. So I interchange them. But... Um, you know, when I watch my jujitsu gear, I throw it all in there together and and just, you know, kind of rotate it. I wash my gear fucking frequently. But hey, speaking of Wu Tang, have you seen a picture of Method Man here recently where he like fucking super jacked? Mm mm. Honestly, let me, did I, maybe I've been that maybe I dreamed that shit, man. I, I could have swore I saw 
meth man like sitting there benching like 350 or some shit i mean he, he, I, he, he I did see something recently he looked like he was in shape you know he was like he looked good like oh okay um but hold on let me see here i mean he's not buster rhymes jacked no buster rhymes like i think he might have went to you know south of the border and got some supplements no, if you, know next, I mean. you know he's jacked well, no no he is jacked yeah he's jacked <laughs> um yeah, yeah. Is jacked now. yeah let's see that's a fact all right um so it looks like we're gonna have to hill hook him if we get into a fight <laughs> Yeah. Definitely can't can't fight him up top. He'll fuck me up. But get a hold of that ankle, <laughs> pop pop. Um, but no, yeah. Um, I because still real Shalin workout. <laughs> <laughs> that's fucking great, man. That's a great. That's the best thing that's happened all day. You gotta gotta you know market in there. But um, but yeah, I keep my mask on me. I still uh, float around with a mask. I take masks to work. Um, and people come in with or without. I'm getting to that point right now where I'm starting to want to have the mask back on i told my manager yesterday we were talking i was like look i'm probably gonna start throwing my mask back on just for my own comfort and i remember right when they the mask mandates dropped i was i had a cold and i had the mask on and one of my tenants they came in without a mask you know they didn't say anything you know snotty about it you know but they gave me a look and i told them like look i got a you know bit of a sniffle this is for your protection, not mine. Yeah. Um, you know, because I tell people I'm not worried about you. I'm worried about me passing something to you. And even you know, flu season when that comes about, you know, I'll, I'll go ahead and mask up. You know, because that's the thing too. It's with the whole mask ideal. It's not about, not to me about control as much as it's about if I don't feel well, I'll probably put on a mask just to be courteous. Yeah. You know, I don't because that's one of the things I dislike myself personally for is like if I pass something on to someone else. When yeah, you sure. know, I, I stepped away from jujitsu uh, during that time that I had a cold because I didn't want to, you know, get anyone else sick. You know, I had a you know, runny nose and I wanted to be respectful. And it took it took me down for a while because, you know, it wasn't COVID. It oh, was shit. definitely a cold. Hey, man. Hey, can you pause real quick? I got to yeah. check on my chickens real quick. Yeah, I got you. <laughs> get in there. <laughs> Hold on one second. Yep, got gotcha. you. Sorry, bro. So my one of my spaces in here, I have a window unit in for uh for the AC, mm-hmm. and like the water's coming in sideways and like coming through the window. Oh yeah, yeah. That's fucking nuts. So, no, I got gotcha. you. It's um, like some it's like some scenes of Fort Forrest Gump and Vietnam shit going on outside right now. Oh yeah, that reminds me that 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 brought up a point where the first uh, breaking news, at least I think, is breaking news at twenty one minutes ago. Hogan just, uh, Governor Hogan just basically said all hospital staff and nursing home staff, it is required that they have to get vaccinated. Okay. Um, which I know. It has. It has been. So did the FDA disapprove it? Uh, give me a second. Let me, one sec. Let me see if I can find the story again. So he says by September 1st, um, basically, People are going to need to go ahead and uh, start getting vaccinated. All employees will be required to get their first shot. Related in September 1st. Um, so basically it says effective immediately. Every no- nurse and home and hospital employee will be required to show proof of vaccination or submit to regular COVID-19 screening and testing. Oh, they said the testing. Okay. So um, also it looks like, they are pushing for full FDA approval of, vac- 
the vaccines expedited approval for five to 11 year olds. So that's as of 30 minutes ago from governor Larry Hogan. So, um, we're in wacky times right now. Uh, It's just, I don't know how to feel, but I know, like I said, for myself, I'm going to take care of myself, my family and try to do my best to, you know, not do any further harm to anyone else. So do no harm. Yeah, that, that, that's all I ask is like, look, especially in the area that I'm in, it's just like, it, but I, I also realized because um, my wife was talking to her friend out in Carroll County and we're out here and, and basically it's kind of a flip flop out here. Everyone is black is put on mass for the most part, majority mm-hmm. black uh, put on mass. But then, you know, you know, majority, I want to say majority, but, you know, again, same about the same deal, you know, white aren't wearing masks. And then out in uh, Westminster, it's flip flopped. Huh. And I was like, "Wow, okay, that's that's interesting." I would love to understand all all sides as to yeah. you know who feels what. But me personally, I don't care. Like I said, I'm wearing my mask if I feel ill. I don't want to pass it to anyone else. And also, if I feel uncomfortable in the crowd, I just saw pictures. Well, when's, the, uh, when's the last time you were sick? Sick. Uh, um. <laughs> 2019 yeah like november 2019 uh i think sophie got sick then i got sick so well i mean well no a a few a couple months back i had that cold and it just kind of it swam through the house it just took us all down i mean like i've been i got i did get sick around february uh 2020 Mm-hmm. Which I think is, I think you know, half my fucking office had COVID because we ne- none of us ever got it again. We we were exposed a dozen times mm-hmm. um, before shots, but uh, that was the last time I've been sick, man. So I mean, like, and like I I haven't been sick eighteen months before that. I think I think eating healthy, working out helps out for sure. But like, definitely, yeah, man. I, you know, wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. <laughs> you know, sick people. It's funny. That's what I, after, you know, they started opening everything up and dropping the mandates. I was like, look, y'all, that don't mean y'all can stop washing your hands. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah, keep doing that. Keep that, keep that same energy, motherfuckers. Uh, yeah. Actually, I, I was sick on Father's Day because mm-hmm. I remember I, I was bedridden and like, cause, you know, I had the man flu. <laughs> Couldn't get up. And well, that's, Sophie a, that's something totally different. I mean, that that is the worst thing anybody can have. Like, yeah. I, I, I felt, pretty pretty bad and my daughter comes up she hugs me she's sad because she's like this is the worst father's day ever i was like i mean i wouldn't go that far I, you know i got some action figures out of the deal you know i was allowed to watch star wars so it's pretty, pretty are you decent. still uh are you still going strong on the on the the marvel uh figures yeah fucking holy shit it's it's out of hand dude like bet, it's like I, I got two that are probably on the doorstep right now um, it, it's it's classic wasps uh, and cowboy cowboy uh Wolverine, so you know how that goes. Nice, but um, but yeah, uh, real quick, I want to um, you know, get your opinion. I don't know if you've seen it yet because I know you're a big Back to the Future fan. Um, and the movies that made us okay on Netflix just did a Back to the Future. Ooh, I have not seen that. I might have to go watch that. It, it's pretty good. Um. They, they 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 did that Forrest Gump, Jurassic Park, and Pretty Woman. Um, I haven't watched Pretty Woman one. I, I will good, check it out. All good films. Yeah. Do you think Pretty Woman would get made today? No. 
Yeah, isn't that crazy? So we watched something. Oh, we were talking about something. Um, just there was a recent movie. Uh, that's my boy with Adam Sandler. I was like, that movie in twenty twenty one doesn't happen. Yeah. We just watched uh, Jack and Jill with Adam Sandler, and there were some yeah. bits in that. Like, um, are you familiar with that one when he's like a twin, but he, he yeah. plays like a girl? Mm-hmm. There's some there's some things in there because the his the Jill the love interest is like a Hispanic male who is a widower, and he makes a gang of like anti-immigration jokes or like, I mean, mm-hmm. he's just, you know, but I'm, I'm going to look at my wife like, dude, these, this would not, dude, I think that, I think that fucking sucks, bro. This fucking yeah. sucks. God damn it. Well, we were talking about it one day and I was like, when was the last time we saw like a comedy comedy? Damn. And so this free guy was a, was a pretty good comedy, but it was safe, dude. It really was. So, so I, so before when I asked this question, you know, I was like, it's been a while, but then I thought about it. You know, those Jumanji movies, they're, they're pretty I funny. Seen, I haven't seen those yet. They're, they're my funny. Girl, my girl saw them before me. And every time I want to watch them, they're like, we've already seen these dad. I'm like, God damn you little. They're, like the first one I enjoyed, especially um it's jack black just i jack black does it for me especially in that role people uh, love he, or hate him i don't know it, what it is i never had an opinion until i watched jumanji i was well, like holy shit did you see that rogan episode with uh miss pat and jordan yeah dude just just finished it uh was it saturday i was fucking dude i almost wrecked my car i was i was laughing so hard listening to her and like dude. I, I I usually skip his comedian podcast because <laughs> sometimes like I don't like like I like Joe Rogan right he he's like one of my favorite but like his his comedy is not my favorite you know sure oh, I got gosh, you shit. and uh and like he he's at like like maybe one or two of his specials have been pretty good they're pretty decent but he's just you know he, he's not a bad comedian but dude Miss Pat holy shit bro t- how, yeah. <laughs> tell me why I downloaded BET Plus and watched that whole that whole show. So that after I saw after I uh, listened to it, I was like, I think I might have to check this out because I I, I want to know because every episode that she's I think she's been on two other episodes prior to this, yeah, and she I enjoyed those episodes. Yep. And I was like, dude, like I don't know who she is, you know, at, at that time, but I was like, I'm a fan. So when I saw her name come up again, I was like, let me check it out. And I heard she had the show. I was like, dude, I want to I want to watch the show. Um, I think my wife is off on Saturday, so we'll probably. Just I, I don't tend to binge watch yeah. things. I have a hard time with that, but I'm gonna comedies I think are a little different. So, so I'm gonna try. I wouldn't be able to watch a show like this because I, I don't watch like R rated stuff. And this is definitely mm-hmm. rated R in, oh, front of, yeah. in front of the kids. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um with the exception like that, I let them watch Justice League, but I didn't let I did not let them watch Suicide Squad. Um probably and, a good idea. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh dude, I watched I watched all ten episodes in about two days. I, okay. Dude, I was fucking dying, and like she reminds me of um, a, a partner of mine on the job. Like she's like, and I called him up, and I was like, dude, because he's from the south too, and he he does he he makes this exact same facial expressions as as her, and like he, he, you'll be in a conversation, you'll say something, he's looking like you fucking stupid shit, and like the same the same cadence, the same everything. I was like, bro, are you familiar with Miss Pat? He's like the comedian. I was like, I was like, I was like, dude, you guys are—that's your fucking twin sister, and like, he's like really fit and jacked, which is you know, it's not his yeah. twin sister. But I was like, dude, you guys are fucking soulmates. Of that she is the fucking female version. He's got a fucked up sense of humor, and like he he is known to tell, dude, it doesn't matter who it is, 
If it's a boss, he will tell them the fucking. They, they, nobody asks him anything unless they want him to tell him the fucking truth. And uh, he's funny as shit. I was like, dude, you might have missed your call. You might need to have your own comedy show as well. But Miss Pat is awesome, awesome. And I, I and I actually think it's one of those shows in the vein like the Chappelle show that I yeah. think is good for for race relations. I, I think we need something. Like yeah. like Chappelle show was was at the time especially we we needed that, and I, I think right now just where we are we're so tense we're so divided right now I, I yeah. think we need something to break that tension, and hopefully so I, I just don't like that it's on a plus service because you know it gets tricky because not everybody wants to pay for a plus service I mean you know not just that. It's like, all right. Well, I'll say this: I got you get it for seven days for free, right? So oh, I've yeah. watched it. I've watched it, and like anything else on there's like, oh, I got this all on Netflix. You know what I mean? Like, if I ever mm-hmm. want to watch a lot of these movies, and so yeah. like part of me is like, I oh, just delete that shit, and I'm like, oh, I'm gonna give them a month. I'm gonna pay one month. For so, so that yeah. that's what happened with uh, me and Paramount. I yeah. what did I watch on Paramount? I don't know. I watched something on Paramount. Oh, uh, The Quiet Place too. Okay, and I enjoyed it, and then afterward, I'm flipping through, and they had the Real World Reunion or uh, Homecoming, so I started watching that. Hey, dude, speak of the devil, that my guy just called me right now. Let me, let me pause it real quick. Yep, gotcha. Sorry, bro. No, no, you're good. That was some serendipitous shit. Nah, that's cool. I actually had to go grab a water. I started choking. All right, <clears throat> I was about to die. Um, what were we okay. talking about, Miss Pat? Oh, Chappelle yeah. show. Yeah, but yeah, we we definitely, I think just this day and age, we need something to kind of, I, I think we just need something to make us all smile. Yeah. We, just as a, as, as a complete society, not just here in the U.S., I think across the, across the world, we just need something to make us smile. I don't know. Like, we, maybe we need another Macarena dance. I don't fucking know. We need something to unite us yeah. because it's starting to get really tense. What's, the, what's the last big thing that everybody loved? Everybody was down with like, the last like cute, cute thing. You know? Like everybody got um, bored of. I don't know. Like, like I honestly can't. Let me try to think. Maybe Baby Yoda, but I don't think everyone. Oh yeah, Baby Yoda. Baby, Baby Yoda, Yoda was. Who who doesn't like Baby Yoda? I, I, I'm Nazis? trying to think. It's Maybe like probably well, no, because I know whenever I post on the Nerd Rage wall, there's there's always people that have something to say, and it's like you know About what, Baby Yoda. Yeah. Fuck yeah. that man. Yeah. Fuck you. It, it, it's like I'm saying. It's like that might be the last universal thing I could think of. Yeah. Um. Because I'm trying to think, like, what what has Disney done recently? Like, like Baby Yoda, they haven't really. Yeah, I think I think it's Baby Yoda, maybe. Yeah, um, that's powerful though. Powerful. Yeah, I mean, they, you know, they they tapped into something they know. It's like, yeah. look, just drop this out there. People will love it. Kids will love it. Adults will love it. And I, I have a I have a, a Grogu figure somewhere around here. Uh, Dude, I was gonna buy the. Uh... The sideshow one or the hot toys? I don't remember which. There's one that was I think was better. I don't remember. I don't know mm. know what it was. They're both about like three four hundred bucks. Um, I was gonna get it, um, and my wife talked me out of it, and now I regret that. I regret that not purchasing it. I guess I it's still out there though. I was very close to stepping into the hot toys game when uh, WandaVision came out. 
and at yeah. the end when they revealed her as the Scarlet Witch because I love Scarlet Witch. Yeah. And I was like, I saw that. I was like, dude, I might just be buying this. And I, I pulled up. I was about to, you know, put my deposit down and everything. And I just I stopped myself. I was like, you know what? It's like Joe Rogan said, go jerk off first, then come back to it. <laughs> yeah. And I did. And I was still kind of in that position. I was like, I might do this. And then I passed out. And I woke up. I was like, I'm not going to do this. But it's not off the table. It's just one of those things where it's like um, this, like the couple nights ago, I'm sitting there looking. And I was like, all right, I, I need some more Harley Quinn stuff. And there's a McFarlane Toys uh, suicide, you know, the current Suicide Squad Harley yeah. Quinn. Yeah. In a red, the red dress. dress. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I, I was like, I want it. So I'm looking at it. I was like, okay, it, you know, it's just, you know, 20, 25 bucks. So I was like, let me go ahead and get that. That, that'll kind of calm me down for right now. You know what's interesting about her as a character? Hmm. She has had several dramatic different looks, and they've all kind of stuck. Like the, the classic Harlequin is still a thing. Mm-hmm. The nurse Harlequin is, is a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the Gotham um, mm-hmm. Arkham City is a thing. The yep. Daddy's Little Monster is a thing. Uh, her more of a Arkham City type in costume in, in this new movie, and I guarantee this red dress is going to be a thing too. Yeah, like, it looks like for whatever reason that character. I mean, like, and, and, and everybody's had some some slight changes, but you, you usually always go back to like you know take away Superman's underpants are coming back. You know, yep. you know Batman. You know Batman is going to come back. You know he looks like at the Azrael Azrael Batman for a hot second, he comes back. Yep. But for whatever reason, man, Harley Quinn, Harley. Harley Quinn. Jeez, I can't even say her name. Harlan. Jesus Christ. Harley Quinn. Jesus. <laughs> um, you can't get enough of her. And what and whatever shape, size, or, or you know, it's you know. I tried to so my co-host on Clompton Social Club, you know, I tried to have this discussion with them because just coincidentally we both watched Suicide Squad, so we want to talk about it. And that was a topic that I wanted to bring up was like Harley Quinn's hold on. Jesus. Got you fucked up too. Not just me. That COVID. <laughs> mm, all right. But um Harley Quinn and her popularity. It's like, you know, it, it you know, I, I guess I always ask like where did it come from? Because you know, I guess, you know, Batman Adventures, obviously, but it yeah. can't just be that because the way that she hit pop culture. You know, just it, it it hit like a fucking truck, and she. I, I think I think it's from cosplay. I think that I think when the sexy uh, Harley from Arkham City or Arkham Asylum came out, sure, and the yeah. cosplayers started doing that, and she became, and then, and then the fact that they had kind of had this poison ivy Harley mm-hmm. kind of relationship that was kind of subtle, um, and that just kind of got the nerves all all riled up. But the thing is, you don't see the Poison Ivy cosplay or, so or even Catwoman. It's, uh, it's hard to pull off. It's much harder to pull off. Yeah, but even I mean, Catwoman, it, though, too. You know, like... It, like see a pretty good amount of Catwoman. Because I've seen one... I, I saw one... It's a funny story, bro. It was... We were at Baltimore Comic Con, and I can't believe who ran up with me. I want to say it was... I want to say it was JR, but I don't think it was JR. There was a there was a poison ivy cosplayer walking up the escalator and like from, from a, 
look good from afar, but afar from good. And then like we we, we were like running up the the steps to get a picture. Like, oh, can we get a picture? Get a picture? And she turned around. We're like, oh. <laughs> <clears throat> and I was like, go ahead, man. Take She's like, no, you take a picture. <laughs> it was fucked up. I mean, it was fucked up, man. But like, it's it's a harder one to pull off. Like, you can buy that outfit in like the most basic looking. And listen, I'm not trying to be a fucking dickhead, you know. But like, let's let's be honest here. Like, you can take the most basic looking person, you know, in a in a fucking you know, corset and, and yeah. stuff tape here and stuff here and paint the face white and add a, you know, whatever. And it's going to look, you know, somewhat good. It's, it's much different than be fucking naked with some, some grass covering up your nips and your privates and True. full body paint. You know, that's just much harder to do. Which I feel like is more reason for people, you know, when people see that challenge, it's like, I can do this. I can pull that off. Well, I mean, the cosplay um, game now is like, is like yeah. you know, off the chain. So that's just making money and whatnot. True. Well, there's um, there's a few people I follow on Instagram. That's just that's their job is cosplay and they're TikToking and just doing all this crazy stuff on there. It's like, dude, that look, I'm just I'm a spectator. I can't, uh, you know, I don't even think I'm doing Baltimore. Uh, I'm not. I well, I didn't do it before COVID, the year before COVID. I don't think, and I'm not doing it this year. More than likely, um. Like I was talking to Marilyn Phil about it, and I just feel like, you know, it, I've I've had my run. I think TFCon is that same weekend, so I was like, if anything, I'd do that just for the experience. Yeah. But you know, Comic Con, you know, been there, done that. I was going there for the first few years for the experience, and I started going there, you know, as a collector. I don't have anything that I'm seeking. Yeah. yeah. So it's really just a matter right now of going out there and saying okay you know if i do it's like a friday just to see what's up but you know you know saturday's kind of the heart and then sunday is kind of the the clearance day where all right i got all the shit left over we're trying to buy this for five dollars it's like me you know it's, it's funny man like i've like i mean i've got too much fucking hobby collection junk i mean like and, and it's and it's and I showed you a picture earlier. It's set up nice, it's in case it's just displayed well, and I and I use it. You know what I mean? I, I use my my gaming stuff. Like I have my buddies come yep. over here every other week, and we you know we do this. Been doing this for fucking years. We're like on year nine or something. Oof. But I will I will tell you, man. Sometimes I wonder, and it comes back to that like psychological piece. You know, and on and I think we might have talked about this last time or whatever. But like, like the marketing is like in our heads, man. Like. You know, yep. fucking no one's listening to you about stuff and they're pushing things and they're they're the, the algorithms are trying to like show you what you want and you know, push you to buy shit. And you're right when you said like go to bed, like 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 jerk off and then go back to the next morning or or go to sleep. Because I made many of a had a, a few beer purchases. It's like it's like the fucking Facebook and or Instagram knows when I've been drinking, like, oh this motherfucker's prime oh, right now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, pull that credit card. Fuck it. We'll save it in the phone. You don't even need to. Yep. Do you ever have that, like, that, like, walk to your wallet, like, and, like, not want the wife to see what you're doing? What are you doing? Why are you pulling your credit card out and punching in numbers? You know, you, you ever have that one? So, yeah, which is why I memorized. <laughs> so, so when you walked into my house, I had this little key holder and slots where I used to put my phone and my flashlight and my mm-hmm. pocket knife and all my other accoutrements. And, dude, my wife. I get up on my phone and I walk over there and I grab the wallet and start plugging it in. She's like, what are you buying? What are you doing? And now, now she doesn't need to know because I remembered my security code 
And that's the that's the only three digits I need to remember. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's like I have the whole card. Remember, just in case I go to, you know, something random like you know, um, like B BBTS. You know, it is kind of the big one where if there's a legend I can't find on Amazon, I'm gonna go ahead over to BBTS, yeah. and it's like okay, all right, oh, you got it here. It's a couple dollars more. But it's okay. I'm gonna get what it. What point is it become an addiction and it's bad? Like that. Mm-hmm. That's the part. Like I'm like, bro. Am I? Do I really need this? I'm just trying to fill this, fill another void up in my life. You know. And like even with the hot toys, man. Like so. You know, I bought my Marty. I bought my DeLorean, in my Marty before. I, I think before anybody in our in our social circle had any hot toys. I was getting yes. clowned doll talk. And none mm-hmm. of the motherfuckers want to call dolls now that they're all like eight eighteen figures fucking deep. Sons of bitches. I'm, I'm the last one holding out, but Scarlet Witch might have me. So, you know, Joe Joe bought me that Superman statue, that quarter scale Superman statue. I had the six scale Batman and Catwoman. I got my, my wife bought me the Darth Vader. And then I ha- and then I had the indie one because I'm a huge indie fan. Yep. And then I have Cap from Endgame, Iron Man from Endgame, and Thor from Infinity War because that's my favorite Thor. I'm a little, I'm a little prejudiced against Fat Thor, and actually, Fat Thor doesn't look bad now. But like, you know, if you want, I want, I want nice celts, you know, sexy yeah. Thor. Don't give me no, I don't want no chunky yeah. Thor. No, you got to no. be ripped, son. I mean, yeah, I want, I want, but I still want Stormbreaker. So I had to go with, the, I had to go with the the, the Infinity War. Mm-hmm. So I got those guys, and then I bought since my wife bought me Vader. I bought <clears> the Return <throat> of the Jedi Luke, and and I think I'm good. Like if something comes out, the one other one I kind of want is is the Mandalorian and Baby Yoda. Um, yeah, my buddy's got that one. He's he looks fucking tight. That, but it depends on what you want to do. Like I got a buddy who's got a bunch of hot toys, but he like his hot toys are all Iron Man armors, like okay, a couple nice. stormtroopers and aliens. Uh, okay. I think he might have a predator too, and he's got the Hulkbuster armor. But the way he's got it lined up and it's in his fucking dining room, it looks beautiful. It's simple. It's not too much. It's not like a, it's not fifty of them. He he just he has. They're all interesting pieces, and they all like balance each other out, even though they're cross genre. You know, that's and, and, and he's done. That's something I'm like when I look at this basement. So we're going to IKEA on Friday because I just. I was trying to take a half day to go to a friend's birthday party. I fucked up. It took the whole day. So I was like, all right, well, fuck it. I'll go to Ikea. <clears throat> and always a, fun, always a fun trip to Ikea. And we couldn't get Detoss because they're all sold out. Oh, so, dude, is it the one in College Park? Yeah. Yep. They're there. They're there. I, yeah. I, so, no, I saw. I, I saw. I went online, and I was going to order and go pick up. And I was like, well, we're going out there anyway. Yeah. So I have this one uh, cabinet. And, and it's fine. I, I, the Detolfs have a different kind of feel to it, just because it's it's sleek. It's it's all one thing. Yeah. Where this this shelving that I have, this cabinet I have, it, it's nice. It's fine, but it's just something's missing to it. So I'm like, I can get one of those for I can't remember what the cost. I think it was like ninety or eighty. Yeah, it was ninety for this one. It, it's solid. It's decent. But the Detolfs are sixty. It's yeah. like so. Yeah, we're going out there. What I think I'm going to do is get two Detolfs, put them on either side of the TV, get all these figures wrangled up and put them in the Detolfs. Like, you know, I, I have themed shelves already. And then this other cabinet that I already have, I think I'm going to throw my Harley Quinn collection yeah. into there. Well, I just went to College Park. I just bought six. <clears throat> well, and, fuck. Um, <laughs> well, no, wait, wait, wait. So I, I, I was on the app and they said they had them. 
And then when I get there and I check the app, they didn't have them at that one. I'm like, motherfucker, because I know exactly where they're at. So then I was walking down. I was like, you know, I may just look around. And I found them in like two aisles down. They were in like the wrong spot. There was like fucking 50 of them. I'm like, sons of bitches. So they're they're in College Park. Don't let them tell you no, man. Just just walk so, two more aisles down the down the towards the the door and look around. You'll fucking find them. So on the app, they kept telling me the the cabinet that I have now because I was going to get another one of those. They kept telling me they didn't have them, and then I'd go on the website and say they did have them. Then on the app it says no, and I was just like, okay, you know, we're just going to go there in person. Yeah, and just fucking pick up what we need. Take two vehicles. <clears throat> I'm going to go in. Get my detoffs, throw them in the fucking car, come home. I don't want to skip the birthday party. But if I get wrapped up and putting these motherfuckers together, that's what happens. I might miss this party. Um dude, I, dude, IKEA is a minimum a whole week in a whole weekend endeavor. At, at yeah. minimum. You know, you wake up Saturday morning, you fucking drive down there, you get there too fucking early because they don't open until eleven. And then before you turn around, there's a there's a line of like thirty people out that motherfucker, and you're mad because you're like, God damn, I drove here first. You get in there, you gotta you gotta go through the maze because you're too dumb to go just straight down to the left and go into the the fucking storage area. <laughs> you know what I mean? You spend 25 minutes in the maze and then you try to talk yourself out of not buying new lights. You finally get that motherfucker. You know you gotta you gotta navigate and and an IKEA parking lot is the most treacherous road parking lot in the fucking area. Motherfuckers are always having accidents in that bitch. Nobody can fucking I, yeah. drive. You know, like, driving aggressive it. as fuck. Finally get that bitch loaded in the car, and then you, you then then you're gonna have that fun Beltway 270 fucking traffic getting back, Dude. and then you, you you get there, you get and and, and that's, that's not counting stopping for the meatballs. If you're stopping for the meatballs, so, I was just you, about to say you can call it you you can call that day done. You're getting home, you're dropping the boxes off in the living room, and you're coming back to that motherfucker on Sunday, right? And then and then Sunday morning, of course, it it's the first time you've ever built it again. Even though if you built fifty before, because it's a learning curve. And yeah. then by number two or three, you're you're in the zone and just fucking exhausted. The weekend's gone. You're done. They, they, you you've almost talked me out of this. <laughs> <laughs> and, and and remember, now you're looking at your shit that needs to be in the shelves. That you're like, motherfuckers, I don't feel like touching you guys right now. You know what I mean? So that's what I'm looking at right now. It's like, okay, what am, what's going on in these shelves? Because I'm thinking what I'm going to do is X-Men Blue, X-Men Gold, X-Force, X-Factor. I like and it. Th- and there's one. Then the next one, I'm going to go Fantastic Four. So I'm trying to get classic Avengers. I still need a classic Thor and I need a Hulk, which I'll probably get Marvel Select Hulk. Um, <clears throat> just because that's probably going to be the easiest for me to get. And then I still got two more shelves to go. And that's where I'm starting to get tripped up. I do have a Spider-Man set. Spider-Man. Irving so, Spider-Man. So I'll, but I got too many Spider-Man pieces. So I got to be selective about well, do, that. Do a Spider-Man, like classic Peter Parker Spider-Man, and do a Miles Spider-Man. Mm, you know what? Good call. Yeah. I, I do need to get, I do need to get, uh, the, the, uh, retro Peter Parker figure. Anyway, I have Gwen Stacy. Yep. So I think, so, we'll I mean, and that. you got to put Spider-Gwen with, with Miles. Yep. Yep, that yeah. that's it. So the other thing is, I have comic Spider Gwen and Miles, and I have the uh, Spider Verse cartoon Spider Gwen and Miles. Which let's see. Oh, and then I just just finally completed the the Netflix uh, Disney Plus or not Netflix the Disney Plus. Oh, you know what I might do? I have the Netflix figures, mm-hmm. and I have the Disney Plus figures. 
I might sort something out with that. Really, go. all I wanted from the uh, the Disney Plus was Scarlet Witch and Vision. You know, I saw they had uh, uh, Falcon as Captain America. I was like, you know what? Just, just it's just Captain America. You don't have to do the Falcon, Falcon as Captain America. It, it's always been that for me. <laughs> I don't know. It's like it's always because it's just like there's Captain America, Steve Rogers. Yeah, and then there's Captain America, you know, Bucky. Yeah, there's Bucky, you know, Captain America, Bucky, and then there's, so, I don't know, it's just always been, because, I don't know, there's one Captain America to me, and it's Steve Rogers, and then the rest, you know, they do their job well, but they have to be, you know, explained as such. Is Um, Is Sam still Captain America currently in the comics? I don't believe so. Steve Bashman? At one point, he was back. I just I don't know. It, it's been hard to keep up with the flights and tights because it's just it, it changes. They reboot yeah. every three years. I mean, I, it's funny, man. Like I, I kind of feel like I'm kind of done with it. I haven't. I can't remember the last time I bought a comic book. Um, and uh, but it's it's like I'm okay with it because now like all the stories that I love and and like the period of time that I love is mm-hmm. what they're making film of. Like I just yes. went to like I just was in a comic book store yesterday for the first time forever, and I was like, oh shit. Batman's black now? I didn't know that. <laughs> so, become black? Like, I've known about black Superman forever, but I didn't know I, about Batman. I was going to go to uh, Third Eye today. Is, I got out of, is that um, Lucius's son, I'm assuming? I believe so. Okay. Because I, I remember reading an article about it. I, mean, I, I knew that. Uh, Lucas. Batman. I think Lucas. it's Luke. Yeah, Lucas. Lu- so um, Lucas Fox? Yes. Well, Lucius didn't really wasn't very inventive with the naming, man. Let's <laughs> kind of sound like my name has the same letters. Let's go with Lucas. I I can't get a junior, but maybe she'll <laughs> let me get Lucas. Yeah. Uh, but I was actually going to go over to Third Eye today and pick up because uh, they have a uh, Spider Man twenty ninety nine. Yeah. I was like, okay, I have a gift card for Third Eye, so I may as well just go put that to use and go pick up this figure. But then Sarah texts me and was like, hey, the internet's out. So I come home. I'm trying to fix the I'm internet. Su- I'm surprised the internet hasn't been out in this fucking storm. So that's what I thought it was. But the storm didn't hit until after I got home. And I was like, okay, weird. And then, you know, it turns out there's just a full blown outage. We get back. We go pick up her car from the shop, get back. The internet's back up and running. I was like, perfect. Because I didn't want to do this on my phone because I, I, have, I haven't done it on my phone yet. So I didn't know how it was going to work. But. You know, I was like, okay, well, after I record, maybe I'll go to Third Eye afterward. Um, and then I was like, well, I'm off Friday, so I'm, I'm going to get the Third Eye because I want to pick up this figure. But also, I I just ordered off of Amazon, um, Harzing, uh, Harleen, yeah, Harleen, uh, this uh, Harley Quinn book. I want to dig into that. Yeah, I I fuck up how we say Harley Quinn now. Yeah, I don't know what the fuck, man. <laughs> like, you know, I'm sitting here like, oh, what's her name? You know what it was? I was listening to Pussifer in the Tiny Monsters, um, that song. They're like the Harley Quins. Mm-hmm. So I just had Harley Quinn on the mind, I guess. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I I don't go. I try to go at least once a quarter, just to kind of you know, get the fills, but I don't really buy anything because, yeah. you know, just buying Lucy's aren't, aren't for me. Um, trades. I, that's, you know, still pick up trades every so often, but I will pick up like if, if somebody says, Hey man, this is really good. I'll, I'll put, I'll pick up a trade or a graphic novel. Um, <laughs> now reading it, that's the hard yeah. part. <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I that, that's the joke with me. I get through seven pages 
And I will, dude, I will talk to people as if I read something. And then when I go back to sit and read, I'm like, I get to page eight and I'm like, oh shit, I've never read this, but I, I, but I feel like I have. So yeah, I don't, I'm not sure, you know, there's another Harley Quinn book out there that I want to take a look at on uh, the DC black label. Uh Um, I can't remember what it's called, but she's worked with the uh, Gotham city police department to track down Joker. It's okay. kind of the premise, and I'm like, okay. I think, I think White Knight was the last thing I read. So I, uh, I want to pick up Joker, that White one Knight. too. That was pretty decent because it, it was definitely an Elseworld story. I think. Yes, yes. I think. Okay, so I That's do have some things. I don't know. Um, there's Last Night on Earth, um, White Knight, and then this other Harley Quinn book. All right. Well. <laughs> on that note, then let me go ahead and start wrapping because Sarah's saying dinner's ready, and I'm gonna be honest, I don't. Uh, it's I can smell, it's baked chicken. I, I don't fucking want it. <laughs> oh, like God. I can already it's smell it. I'm like dude, fuck, dude. Baked chicken is the worst chicken. You know yeah, I mean? dude, Ch- chicken is so so much variety. Don't bake it. Unless you, yeah. like, I would say you can broil it with some fucking sauce or some shit on there. But so you know. she's got. I can smell she's got barbecue sauce on it. Okay. So, That's you know, it, it, it's not terrible. It's just that, dude, like I grew up having to eat baked chicken because of my stomach. That's mm-hmm. all I could eat growing up. So it's kind of like, dude, they, there's all these other options in the world. Mm-hmm. This That's is what you get. That make me hungry. I need to go eat. <laughs> um, all right. So as always, dude, this this has been fun. I love talking with you. It's Hell just, yeah, bro. just great. from one topic to the other. And it's just just a fun roller coaster. So thank you for coming on doing this. Thanks as for invite, man. I'm glad to do it. And actually, now that I have my mic set back up, maybe I'll fucking it'll motivate. The last time the episode when we talked, it motivated me to find this shit in a box. You know, this episode has motivated me to fucking hook it up. So maybe we'll start squaring away. And because uh, we we've been talking about doing beer and bolters again, I just got to get nice. my, my buddies out here, to, and I got to get another mic. Only got one right now. But yeah. I do miss podcasting, man. I miss miss talking to you and seeing everybody and you know, gotta get Absolutely. together sometime soon. For sure, definitely. Actually, and I did want to do this earlier, like sooner. Uh once I made this announcement, I just my, my it's scatterbrain. I'm like, okay, okay. okay. You know, so yeah, definitely, you know, gotta do it again. Always a blast. Um, shout outs. Anything you wanna, you know, throw out there and mention? Uh if you guys want to check out the Instagram, I mean mostly is model painting at Beer and Boulders forty K or Adam Russman, you can look up that. And um hey, if you're into gaming and sitting around rolling some dice and talking about nerd shit and actually we do work out beforehand and you know, I don't have a I don't have an area where we can roll, but uh we're up in Lettersburg, Maryland, outside of Frederick. Um but yeah, we got a pretty good community and you know, good group of guys just sit around and roll some dice, drink some beer, talk some shit, you know. So more more conflict on the table than on the mat, but it, it serves us all, all the all the better. So it's, it's relaxing for everyone. And yeah, we're it's great. great. It's all about, dude. I mean, the older I get, man, it's all about hanging out with good people. Um, mm-hmm. you know, friends, family, loved ones, and just enjoying yourself. What do you say? Enjoying yourself, have fucking fun. What did you say? <laughs> you wrote it down. Uh, God damn it. it. I'm here for fun. Enjoy yourself, bitches. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> that should be the that should be the outro. <laughs> Ooh, yeah, there we go. Yeah, you gotta pre-record that shit. <laughs> yep, I, you know what? Because I only have the one with Sophie, so I'm gonna go ahead and drop that in there. I'm gonna I'm gonna splice that in. So right, there we go. I appreciate it, man. Um, absolutely. And um, for you know everyone else, as always, 
Thank you for listening. I do appreciate this. Like I said, we're just over a year into this and I'm surprised. So thank you everyone who's been out there listening. I, I just, I appreciate you all. It's fucking awesome. Uh, you know, make sure you guys check out soon BJJ over on Instagram and check out the uh, website. He's closing up his store. So, you know, go save a little bit of money as he he's, you know, shutting it down for good. And he's got this awesome shirt that I can't fucking get enough of. I wear it every chance I get. It's it says on there, introverted but willing to discuss jujitsu. I fucking love it. So please, <laughs> you know, go grab yourself one. It's a great shirt. He's a great guy. Um, also, um, you know, make sure you check out uh, Jits Bitch on Instagram. She's been doing a lot of a lot of work right now. There's a lot of stuff going on in the community um, in regards to just you know, some, some dark, dark things. And she's, she's doing a lot of footwork out there. So, you know, check her out and, you know, kudos to her and, you know, everyone who's been through, been through, you know, the ringer with all this. So, um, you know, thank you, uh, Jits bitch. Thank you. Um, you know, Zach over there soon to BJJ and again, y'all got any questions, concerns, feel free to reach out to me. I'm on bjj.wiki on Instagram. I'm on off the mats podcast on Instagram. Hey, I got TikTok now, son. So go check you that out. TikTokin? Too. Oh no, I don't be TikTok and I just be taking the shit that I post Shut on Instagram. Your shit, bro. <laughs> hey, son, I don't know. I, I saw a dance step. I might, I might, I don't know. I was, I was feeling froggy. I was like, you know what? I, I'm a little coordinated now. You know, 43 has been doing me good. So better than you than me. <laughs> um, but uh, go uh, check out those platforms as well. Um, otherwise, if y'all keep listening, I'm gonna keep making these. I'm here for fun. Enjoy yourself, bitches. <laughs>